Like now I can't say savage. I always have to say savage ever since I heard they did that in Star Wars. What the f is going on down there? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WTF at TFW 417. We're, that's a lot of syllables, and we're also back after TFCon 2016, Toronto. TFCon 2016. I'm joined by Seth, who wasn't there. No, I wasn't. That's okay. And I was about to make a joke about like, oh, man, that was a long trip home. I'm still a little jet-lagged. But then you pointed out that I wasn't there, so I couldn't pretend like I was. I'm, I'm, I'm just cutting the legs off those quips. Like, before they can even learn how to walk. What if I revealed that I did go to TFCon, but I, like, always made sure I was, like, around a corner or something? Like, I didn't tell anybody I was going to be there. I came under an assumed name. I just kind of kept sunglasses and a hat on the whole time, and nobody noticed. Hi, I'm Jed Vulture. Yeah, what if, what if I was sneaky like that? I would super want to know what it is you got up to while you were there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what, what was the payoff for all the sneakiness? Or, like, was that it? <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with any of you. <laughs> I wanted to go, but I didn't want to, like, spend any time with anybody. <laughs> I just wanted to go because I, I really wanted this one vintage toy. I knew it was there, and I didn't want none of that social nothing. But how amazing would it have been if, like, you guys were doing the panel? He's and busted. I just, like, kicked the doors open, and I was like, like, what are you doing? Jed Buzzards, sorry, Seth Buzzards here. Fix this panel. The panel went pretty okay. Yeah, I couldn't bother you through the chat or anything. Yeah, no, I, when, right, right when we were finishing up, I realized, like, all right, so I brought up some more folks from other podcasts. We did this fun collaborative thing, but every time we brought up folks from podcasts, because we were, like, two tables that were just in a line, anyone yeah. who wasn't in the middle, so anyone who wasn't me and Aaron could barely see anybody else. And I was like, we should have like made the tables into a V shape so we could have all made eye contact. So I'm going to carry that lesson forward into the next one. Uh, yeah, and- just when you tweeted that it was starting, like I was out and I, I saw the tweet and I'm like, wow, it's kind of early. And then, oh, yeah, time zones. Yep. Yeah. That old EST or uh, EDT, I guess. I actually don't know which one it is right now. Are we I got time zoned. I got time zones for days. Uh, TFCon was fun. Uh, it was a very chill one for me, uh, but it's what I needed. And then uh, come home, and then immediately, guess what? We just got the friggin' doused with not just San Diego Comic Con, but also Wonderfest. Also Wonderfest. Yeah. Also Wonderfest. Uh, not trying to say that they're the also convention but th- there's just toys there and even though we're kind of just talking about toys at san diego there there were people there too to have conversations with i caught a few tidbits that were quite interesting but before we get into all the san diego stuff we're going to get into the stuff that i guess was halfway as the san diego stuff we have the last of the combiner wars prelude videos from machinima's combiner wars series as well as the actual trailer with actual footage from the real show that isn't motion comic style and then they had a panel where they talked a little bit about things, but uh, not like a whole ton because it's dropping on August 2nd. And then maybe some of our listeners will actually be able to watch it. I'm not sure. Um, so, Seth, you checked out the Windblade. 
I almost said Wingblade after all these years. I still almost said Wingblade. You checked out the Windblade prelude video after after uh, letting it percolate for some time. Windblade. 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 That's her. Uh, that's her that's human her name. secret identity name when she goes undercover. Yeah, that's her hollow avatar name. Uh, so what did you think of the the Windblade prelude video? I'm not sure about her voice like it's fine but it windblade seems like a pretty ruthless character in this and the voice seems a little soft but... so uh i also just I, the voice wasn't so much the voice but like that was like that was another prelude video with terrible vocal effects and vocal editing that like yeah. again just like with victorian like made her voice super tinny uh thank goodness in the official trailer i i actually heard the bottom end of her voice so the, the bassy bottom end it, it sounds like the actual show is going to have good professional audio editing so i'm happy about that because i was really worried about these vocal performances getting mired in flange um her voice is so seth as someone who hasn't read the comic books like how how are you because you mentioned she sounds pretty ruthless in this. Like, how are you taking her overall as a character? It's not having read the comics. It's all kind of strange to me. Like, we're going to talk about the other trailer, too. But yeah, just kind of the vibe of they're not you don't have the classic Autobot Decepticon thing happening anymore, it seems. So there's like individuals that are good and bad and neutral. And it kind of feels like maybe most Transformers are neutral right now. Hmm. And then depending on your point of view, either when Blade is this heroic avatar of the Titans or or a murderous maniac. <laughs> and she kind of comes off like a murderous maniac. Well, let's touch and on the, the vibe idea. I got from Victorian is she might be a bit of a religious maniac. And it's like, are all girl robots maniacs? <laughs> let's touch on the from the official trailer where we, we then had the a further payoff of Windblade actually saying, I want to kill all of you or something like that. Or like, I would like to kill you all. Yeah, it was that. So, okay, how do I put this? So you, you remember, Seth, you As know she's how... she's chopping off Menacer's arm. You know how it was in this, the fourth live-action movie when Optimus Prime just straight up said, I'm going to kill you, I'll kill you? Yeah. For his, like, okay, that is how jarring that was compared to every other depiction of Windblade in the two other fictions she's appeared in. Like, this is movie prime levels of out-of-character levels of homicidal tendency. Uh, it's extremely jarring because <laughs> she's like, it's not like she's demure in the comic books. She started off kind of naive, but over the years, like, her character arc has been her having to deal with being around Starscream so much and having to, you know, toughen up to, to not become a casualty of being around Starscream. But she's not this. <laughs> and, like, she's appeared in the current R.I.D. show where she's more of a more of a badass in that show, but more of a heroic badass. Like, not a depth charge, but like a, I don't know, transmetal cheater. Like... This is this this Combiner Wars uh, animation depiction. That was my email thing going off. Oh, is is that, <laughs> is that just on my computer? Who's nope, that, that was on mine. Uh, like this is this is movie nearly movie prime levels of of out of character in some ways. In a way where it feels like to make her into the simplified 
version for this show of the comic book character. They just took parts of the Chromia comic book character and kind of just layered them on top of Windblade. Uh, and I, I need to see what she is for this show, of course, but at a glance, I find it extremely distracting, and I'm hoping that the show... Like, I'm hoping she's like this for the sake of this show and not so that she's also somehow supposed to be more badass, because she's not. <laughs> she's just weird when she's screaming about killing things. Yeah, because is in the comic, isn't there like a combiner hunter thing happening? There was... Were there some characters hunting combiners? There was for a, exactly one comic that was released last San Diego Comic-Con. Uh -huh. But it, it wasn't an actual thing that kept going on. Like, Windblade has had very little to do with the Combiners for the last little while, aside from, like, she she's had as much to do with the Combiners as most everyone else on Cybertron in the comics right now. So, like, there's no hunter group, really. So this is really jarring. <laughs> like, Yeah, because it's like, in, in the other trailer, Starscream says, like, we're going to build an army of Combiners. And then that's when she's like, I'd like to kill all ya. And then when you look at the Victorian trailer where she's like, combiners are the 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 harmony and future and all that, and I am the queen of everything or whatever. Um it it seems like there's gonna be a final showdown between Windblade and victorian almost which they, is they, they seem like weird. two extremes yeah they're two extremes yeah and like in the comic books that they have met in like the victorian debut comic book which was the combiner hunters book like in that one windblade was trying to talk victorian down in a way because they're both camians and uh and everything aggressive about animation windblade is it's all right out of comic book chromia uh, and apparently they've made this new character who's like Windblade's pal, and I'm like, you had Chromia the whole time. I, I kind of am questioning the lack of Chromia in all of this, because it feels like you mushed Chromia and Windblade together and then created a new pseudo-Chromia to be her pal. Maxima. Yeah, Maxima, and it, I don't know, it, it, it all feels... Like, there are parts of it that I think are, like, are doing a great job of creating what I've called, like, you know, the simplified vertical slice of the comics right now. But then there are parts where it's like you're you're almost overcomplicating some of these characters in simplifying them. And by that, I mean Victorian and Windblade like they they don't have to be vengeful or like quite as deludedly zealous as Victorian sounds. And especially with this show only being about 50 minutes total, I'm a little worried that for all of its talk about being written for an older audience, it might come off just as kind of kludgy as a G1 story. Like with very simplified goals going on. Yeah, and it's it's a little more, I think, a little more jarring as, for me as someone who hasn't read the comics and isn't used to this current this current uh, situation where there doesn't seem to be Autobots and Decepticons anymore, and Megatron's hanging out with Prime and Starscream's like the boss. But then in that trailer starscream saying well there's still autobots and decepticons so this is genocide and it's like i don't i just don't know enough about what's going on maybe actually watching the show will explain everything and then i'll get it but mm -hmm. it's but it's like really kind of coming out of left field for someone who hasn't read the comics in my case and then i'm not gonna sign up for go 90 so i don't know when 
Well, I think you can when I'll ever see this. You can view things on Go90 without signing up for it if you're in the states, is what I've been told. I don't want to get Go90. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna ever tell anyone, "Hey, go get Go90." I don't want another video feed service thing. And like, I've, I've I'm had... also irritated about this new Star Trek being on some other thing. <laughs> so, oh really? Yeah, it's gonna be on CBS's streaming thing. At least it's CBS, like a you know a broadcast company, not Go ninety Verizon's thing. Yeah, but still, <laughs> but, I mean, put yeah, it on something like, I already have. It's like nickels and pennies, right? Like, yeah, put it, <laughs> it, put it on Netflix, put it on YouTube. If you gotta put it on Amazon, whatever. But then anything outside of those choices, I just. I don't want to bother with it anymore. <laughs> the, the thing that's really bummed me out, like we're not really doing this in like its sections really, but between all of the info we've had on Combiner Wars, I've still not seen anything about how uh, a Canadian viewer is going to see this show at all. And like, you know, August 2nd isn't that far away. And I've had like one person offering to like, tell me what happens on it. And it's like, no, I don't want, I don't want to hear <laughs> second hand about the show that that's, that would be awful. That would be the worst way to watch a Transformers cartoon. I want to see what happens. Uh, so I, I really hope that in a timely fashion, I can actually watch this when it's pertinent uh, in a legal fashion. Because for sure, it will get out there illegally for folks to watch it. But I don't like going into something like this preemptively going like, yep, can't wait to pirate it. Like when it's already being distributed digitally, like that's ridiculous to me. So thanks, Machinima, for being the root cause of all of this. Uh, well, didn't you say at some point, I don't know if it was on an odd show or an even show, but Machinima said that there was going to be some other avenue they, they've, yeah, for they, they've non-Americans? Said it. They've said it, but now that we're this close to August 2nd, I'm like, so where? Wh- what is it? Like, if you're, if you're saying... We, we have a solution, and then, like, it's September, and you're saying, all right, in, like, a month, we're going to have it up here. And then it's like, well, that's too late. That's that's two months out. Everyone who was going to watch it in other territories has probably already watched it, and now you're not getting anything for it. No, I just assumed other territories would just get it on YouTube or something. So I thought I saw YouTube.ca and YouTube.uk. And... I thought I saw a blurb somewhere that said UK viewers will be able to see it on YouTube and Vimeo. But I haven't seen. I, I like caught that somewhere, and then I looked around, and I can't find it again. I don't know if I just like dreamt it up, and also like that's great for the UK, I guess. What about Canada? <laughs> uh, so it's kind of a mess on the distribution end, still, as far as I know. Yeah, um, I know. hopefully by the time this podcast goes up, which will be a few days, like maybe they'll have clarified something by then. But I don't know. Uh, going going on to that official trailer. Um. In motion, I'm, I, I think that a lot of it looks pretty cool. I'm just kind of bummed out by the frame rate. Like, it looks like it's it's kind of in a bit of a chunky frame rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, which CG has been at times. Like, the, the new Voltron show gets a little chunky here and there, too. Uh, but, like, this, this has no 2D animation to fall back on. Like, it looks like it might just all be kind of chunky. Uh, aesthetically, it looks all right, though. Um, and I found out, uh, or everyone found out, some of the, some more of the voice actors. The main one in the top of my head is the guy doing Starscream is uh, Frank Todaro, who I have met years ago. Uh, he was a pretty cool guy, uh, fan-turned-voice actor. Uh, he's done a lot of the, um, for BotCon, in the last couple BotCons, when they had when they had guests on, like, Frank Welker, where the Q&A was, like, pre-screened questions, they ran it interview-style with Frank doing the, you know, the questioning part of the interview. Um, 
So it's really cool to see another fan name in there as a voice actor. Um, and I, I can't remember the other voice actor names now because uh, they aren't people I've met. But uh, I think we have more names from the cast out there. Also, it seems like Optimus and Megatron will be in the show to a fuller degree, which uh, I'm not going to lie, it kind of bums me out a little bit. I'm happy for um, for John Bailey, who's doing Optimus, getting more lines that are, you know, because anything he's going to get is going to be better than what he had to say in the prelude. But storyline wise, I'm I'm really uninterested in Optimus and Megatron being in this. I understand you've got to have him in somewhere, so I'm not like going to harp about it hopefully too much but seeing them in the trailer already it's like and seeing optimus going like windblade you're getting a little crazy it's like man i, I wish windblade just wasn't crazy <laughs> and and was more like in the comics where honestly she's a little more interesting uh so oh seth i, was, I had something else i was going to say about that but i'll i'll try to remember that for the end like how are you feeling about about what you've seen in that official trailer well it's just all the story seems really convoluted in that you have Starscream wanting to build an army of combiners, Windblade wanting to kill an army of combiners, Mega or Optimus Prime telling Windblade, oh, you're going to start a war. At least I assume that's who he's talking to. And then being like, oh, I guess I better go find Megatron to, to help me finish this. And then at some point, Victorion's going to come in and be an even like throw more gas on the fire sort of a thing. It, I'm I'm in I want to know how they pull all this off because it seems like they're trying to do a lot in one story. Yeah, I'm getting worried about this cuz it's going to be under an hour total. So, to a certain degree, no matter how much you want to do, you don't have much time to do it. Yeah. Uh it's got to be tight and like I trust a lot of the folks working on it, but like damn like, the, like that's why i'm bummed out to see optimus and megatron in this i'm like i don't think there's room for those two in in 50 minutes when you also already have to establish this whole like the current comic book status quo without everything that happened before it um but seth i was gonna say so like you were saying like as someone who's not reading the comics like you're finding you're finding a lot of this kind of like it's a lot to take in is what you'd say yeah um, and like windblade is referring to the titans as these powerful things that spoke through her because they didn't have a voice of their own, which is kind of religious sounding. And then Victorion's whole thing, also very re religious fanatic sounding. And it's just, it's a strange tone and I'm just not sure about any of it anymore. Like a, a lot of it's uh, like that, that, that whole thing about the Titans is like the notion of like the notion of who Windblade is is she's a quote unquote city speaker and like all of these different colonies are basically all different metroplexes who aren't called metroplex uh, and that's who the titans are and then like there are some folks who can commune with them because they're these massive like you know living beings but I was gonna say I feel bad that like with you kind of you know not having read the comics I would think maybe you're you're looking to someone who's read the comics for clearing this up a little bit it can't be confidence-inspiring for someone who's read the comics to then be saying, yeah, Windblade is really confusing me because she's completely out of character. Like, I feel like I feel like it's there's stuff in this that's losing both sides of who should be getting into this show. Uh, the Windblade vengeance thing is just so distracting. Um, and I, I'm, I'm worried it's going to take me out of a lot of this. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see it. I want to give it a shot. It, there's a lot about it that could go great. 
all I really want, my only hope that I'm holding on to going into this is that there's some kind of awesome, like, speed lines, stock footage combination animation. If, <laughs> if at least one of those happens, then they'll have done the right thing. If that never happens, then I'm really going to question what this was about. Because uh, apparently, like, this is being animated in Japan with, like, a, you know, Japanese animation studio. And let them do some gatai for crying out loud. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, pretty good at Japanimation. Let them do that. They, they've drawn a lot of Robotech over there. Yeah. Tons of Robotech. Um, I think it's this is actually going to be the first fictional use of Combiner Hunter that's not just like a one-shot thing, so I'm kind of curious to see how that works. Uh, there, there are some quotes in this thing. from the, I'm looking at the panel quotes now that kind of made me kind of blink one eye a little bit like they like windblade because of anime tie-ins and i'm like i don't know how i'm supposed to take that <laughs> <laughs> i would hope you like windblade because you read the comic book she's been in but i'm not sure if you did now uh they want a deep and sophisticated show geared for adults but for everyone and as i said before the levels of stuff they're dealing with here is making me a little worried about whether that's going to pull off um, they want something for the fans they want something for people who love G1 or people who know the movies or kids just getting into it like and again this is going to be 50 minutes long so again I'm, I'm worried uh, apparently episode 8 is going someone said are we going to see scramble city stuff with like people like combiners swapping limbs and they said wait until episode 8 so that's kind of interesting um, everything else in the questions was like toy stuff or other such things. Uh, they apparently don't even know if they're going to do a Blu-ray release of this right now, which is curious. I'm sure that that's, that's in the works. They just don't have any details they can share. I hope it's in the works. Uh, apparently there's a big Easter egg in episode four. Uh, they didn't want to make the show too dark, which makes me really confused by Windblade. Uh... That's about it from the panel for me. I, so I'm just hoping that I can actually watch this when it comes out. Um, Seth, how are you feeling going in? Like we're we're about uh, a week and a bit away from the launch of this. Um, I th I want to say Go Ninety is like just a website you can click on and then you'll be able to watch it there. Like yeah. I don't think you have to install anything. Yeah, if I have to install an app or something, and no, then no, do a sign up thing. Then, yeah, yuck. I that would be that. that'd be a great way to really screw up this whole relationship Machinima's been trying to set up with them. Because I, I, as I understand it, it's just you go to go90.com and you click on Combiner Wars and you'll be able to watch the first episode. But I haven't tried because I'm not able to. So, I don't know. Are you, are you feeling like, like, are you ready to watch this? Are you feeling psyched? Eh. <laughs> I'm curious. But I also feel like I don't know what's going on with this thing. Yeah, I feel the same I way. Say I'm psyched. I feel kind of the same way as you, and it worries me that I feel that way when I've been reading all the comic books this is based on. Uh, like I feel like my role in this conversation should be to assuage fears, but instead it's like I just have a whole bunch of different fears. Um, so we'll see how this thing turns out. Uh, I'm on the Go Ninety website now. All right, what do you see? Um, fake YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's basically the impression I got of it. 
Listen. But it's like this weird mix of things that seem to be produced for it, but also very kind of YouTube looking things. Like here's a whole category on Pokemon Go. Did did I tell you that Go ninety? Did that name comes from turning your phone ninety degrees? Yeah. It's, it's great. So it's widescreen. They have something called the Runner Live, and it's Looks like a bunch of people sitting in cars. Okay. Are you able to watch an episode of the Street Fighter show on there? Because um, that's by Machinima, so I guess that would be the metric. Like, if you can just click on Street Fighter, whatever it's called, and it will play, then we're all good. Well, I just clicked through everything under the action category, and I didn't see it. Well, that's bad, because that's Machinima's Sports, last big drama. series they dropped on there. <laughs> Like, I think it's called Assassin's Fist. Street Fighter Assassin's Fist or Get something. the app. I don't want to do that. No, I don't want... Um, I don't see any option to search. Well, that's good. So there's all these categories, and then you could scroll. So you're scrolling up and down through the categories, and then horizontally at each category. Oh, wait. Under popular. Uh, I found it under popular. Street right. Fighter Resurrection. Resurrection, yes, that's yeah, right. I clicked on that. No. Oh. And there's a very loud ad playing. Oh, good. And I can't skip it. This is an unskippable ad. It's for a car. Well, there's yeah. a lady. She's in the rain. She's in the car. When I think Street Fighter, I think I want to drive a car. And then smash it with my fists in a bonus round. That would have been a great ad if that was the ad before Street Fighter. Oh, this is a trailer. Oh, this is a live action thing? Yeah. That's weird. It's the second one that that production company's done. And it's the first thing I knew of that was a Machinima series that they weren't posting on YouTube, but were saying, come watch it on Go90. So to me, that's been like the prototype version of the Combiner Wars experience. This looks really, like, not Street Fighter. <laughs> well, it's Street Fighter Five. It's dudes in a warehouse with machine guns. <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter Five. That's the subtitle of Street Fighter Five. Did you know that? I don't know. I don't know about any of this Go Ninety stuff. I don't know. It's no. I mean, I know what I know if... about this. Go, here's what here, we all know about this Go Ninety stuff. It sucks. That's what we all know. It's just whether or not we can use it to watch what we want to watch. Oh, oh boy. Title of the first episode of that Street Fighter Resurrection? Yeah. It's New Challenger. All right, all right. Is it playing? Is it actually playing? No. What is it telling well, you to do? I don't know. I didn't try clicking on it. Oh, could you try, try, try clicking episode on it? Episode two is titled Fight and Fight. C click on one of the episodes and tell me if it plays. All right, I'm clicking on episode one. Okay. Bet there's gonna be a, oh there's an ad oh really yeah it's a it's a different car commercial now what are all these cars doing in my street fighter yeah. I think it's the same car it's just a different commercial is is are Ken and Ryu like beating it up with with hurricane kicks no it's people putting kayaks on the roof and driving through the woods that's not no they should have shot one with Ken and Ryu just smashing it up okay it's playing now um, Ryu looks like a wuss but it's actually playing the episode on there. Yeah, he's talking about raging demons inside, and he's doing, like, slow-motion karate moves in the woods. Yeah, that's the Kuma no whatever fireball in him. 
if this actually playing, then that means you'll be able to watch Combiner Wars without having to get an app. I oh, hope. He's throwing a, he's, uh, a Hadouken? Oh, he just did a Hayouken and then um, the titles. Oh, excellent. I don't want to watch this anymore. No, I just wanted to know if it would play. <laughs> so it plays. That's good. All right. That's something. Uh, the Go, Go90 production looks like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a fan-made thing. Uh, the, the Street Fighter one is a fan-made thing. Okay. Well, there uh, you go. It has just Machinima put a lot of money behind it so that they could get the the proper license and everything. Um, oh, I tried clicking on this video. This video said Pokemon Go, celebrities who are obsessed with Pokemon Go. And then I clicked on it because I want to see who celebrities are obsessed with Pokemon Go. And it says this content is only available on the Go90 app. Well, click now to, I'm click worried all above over again. to get the app and start watching. Or maybe don't click above to get the app because you're on a computer. What does it mean to click above to get the app if you're on a computer? Yeah. They want you to have the app so, so they can get you. They're just assuming you're you. looking at this thing on your on your phone? I hate Go90. I don't know. I've don't never... websites normally detect if you're on a mobile device? Go90 has successfully, upon my hearing about it, left numerous stacked bad impressions with me. Not a fan. Here's my concern. My concern is their hot, fresh new stuff they make you download the app for because they want to trap you in their ecosystem. And then after it's been around a while, then they make it available on the website. I don't know if that's what's going on. That's my concern. I mean, it gives that appearance, you know? Like, it, it, regardless of the action, that's why I wanted to know how it worked, but that regardless of how it works, the initial appearance it gives you, there are people who still think they have to be Verizon customers to watch Combiner Wars. So, this is all a mess. Okay, so, the Street Fighter things didn't say new on it. That Pokemon Go thing did. So, I tried on clicking a different Pokemon Go thing um, that didn't say new, and that also requires the app. It's so, so stupid. See. It's like no, we we've made this exclusive, so you have to watch it on your phone rather than a large monitor. Okay, I'm clicking we've, on an episode of The Runner. We spent a bunch of money on a Japanese place. animation studio, but we're gonna make you watch it on a phone. And apparently, they only have one advertiser because I tried clicking on one More of these cars. on on this The Runner. Yeah, and uh, it was another car ad. Co- Same car cars. company. Same car company. What car company is it? Uh, Ford. Don't buy their cars. There you go. Ford. I didn't even want to say. I didn't want to give them... No longer supported by WTF and TFW. I heard Fords are driven by jerks. I just heard that, though. This this seems like what is going to be a failed attempt at creating a video service. Oh, it's it's like the (laughs) biggest... it's, It's like a... It's not even. It didn't get to be an attempt. It's like it's like a shockmaster. It tripped before it even went through the exploding wall. Its helmet is bouncing <laughs> along the floor, and like it's over. One of the it's commentators like, is laughing already. Yeah, it's like some Verizon executive said, "Why are we serving up video content from other people? Why aren't we just doing it ourselves? Make it happen." And he didn't and listen some, when like, everyone under- said, "Wait, we don't have any content." Well, and then it just got put right into the hands of some underlings, like some poor vice presidents or something, who know that this isn't going to work out, but they have to do what the boss tells them. Yeah. 
I'm sure this is not the last time we're going to take a large excremental dump on Go90. Uh, so maybe we'll leave it for now. But I'm glad that, that we've we've had our first hand attempt to use it uh, before the show drops. Um, Seth, let's talk about some San Diego Comic-Con toy news. Okay, that sounds like more fun than complaining about Go90. <laughs> Lots more fun. Uh I just wanted to quickly drop a thing that I caught on Twitter that I don't know has made the rounds yet, but uh, someone asked John Warden, uh, who's the current lead on on the Transformers team, uh, about uh, you know future combiner gift sets. Apparently, this Lyo Kaiser is the last one for now, which is leaving me and a whole bunch of people sitting there pawing at the window saying, "But but G two Defensor." Uh, so all my talk about how G two Defensor, you know, there's no way they wouldn't do it. Apparently, right now they're not planning to do it. Uh, we'll see next year, I guess. But uh, that sad news aside, uh, the breakfast happened. Lots of things were debuted there. And quite impressively, most of what debuted at the Hasbro breakfast uh, was not part of that massive design sheet leak. Like the closest thing to that is the Megatron, whose robot mode we saw. But the Bumblebee, completely new. Gnaw, completely new. Uh, Lyo Kaiser. I think that, like, some part of him might have leaked, but this is, like, we did not know he had, like, all these new head molds until now. So I, I was I was actually uh, happily surprised by the newness of all this information. Um, so, Seth, would you like to kick off by talking about Lyo Kaiser? Because he's the first thing on the bullet point list. Is it? Yeah, on the, on the breakfast bullet point list. Oh, because I clicked on the breakfast link, and yeah. he's like, several rows of images down he is but i'm going by the text oh i don't know because there's, there's not tons to talk about with him aside from like the new names and the new heads uh, i think the new heads <sighs> are all friggin solid yeah the heads are all right i like i also like some of the new names <laughs> i i where's the names did i miss okay the names? i'll tell you the names right okay. so drill drill horn is still drill horn all right and then uh Deathsaurus is they you know they spelt it with a different romanization so he's Desaurus which is, uh -huh. that totally works. Uh, a real interesting thing they've named this team the Destrons which is kind of cool. So these guys are called like the Destrons which are apparently the Decepticon elite. Um, and then this one surprised me Guyhawk got to keep his name. They actually trademarked the name Guyhawk. Uh, but then they hit Kill Bison and Hellbat, and they did change those. Kill Bison's name is now Iron Bison, which I think actually sounds cooler, but that's me. Uh, and then Hellbat, I'm really amused by Hellbat's name because they just changed one letter, so now he's Felbat. Uh, and then, interestingly, on a linguistic level, uh, in Katakana, the F is part of the H column of letters, so that actually works to change an H to an F in here, so it's like Felbat. Rather than Hellbat. Uh, and then they're coming with an Arms Micron, uh, who's called Iron Scythe, who turns is the one that came with Voyager Starscream several years ago. So that's all the name stuff on there, which I was yelling about trying to get people, because there were all these photos coming out of Lyokaiser and no, no one was taking pictures of the box right away. So I was pounding on my Twitter saying, what are the names of everybody? And then TFW's Onslaught. Uh, 24 hit me up with some pictures right after uh, another person whose name I can't remember now gave me a verbal uh, explanation of names. So that's that's the Lyo Kaiser dish on the names end. Uh, but Seth, uh, names or how he looks, uh, what are you thinking of Lyo Kaiser? It's not doing much for me. Mm. 
Um, like, as I've been saying for weeks now, I'm ready to move on from Combiner Wars. And then I don't really have much attachment or history with that era of yeah. Transformers that it comes from. So pretty much all the references are kind of lost on me. Like, I recognize a lot of these names. Like, I I know the Desaurus name. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's really passable for me. I mean, uh... it's, it seems weird to try to pawn off um, Skylinks as being anything else. Because he's so friggin' Skylinks. <laughs> I'm 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 pretty clearly not able to let go of Combiner Wars yet, but with all my whining about G2 Defensor. But uh I do have something I'm kinda of bummed out with about the set, which is like so Computron and Victorion got new hands and feet, but this set still just has the hand foot gun, and it's like stop using the hand foot gun. Like if you're in a position where gift gift sets are coming out without the hand foot gun, then just stop using the hand foot gun, please. Cause it's terrible for feet. It doesn't have an ankle tilt. Combiners just fall down. I'm going to have to go buy a Shapeways piece. Uh, well, moving on from Lyokaiser, Seth, you uh, seemed pretty interested in this uh, Megatron. Well, more so in how he his CAD model is a lot shinier. Yeah. Because uh, I saw the, like, there was a posting on the front page of TFW where it's like, oh, official images. And I'm like, okay, I'll look at these. I'm like, oh, Megatron's looking pretty nifty there. Yeah. And then, like, the next morning or whatever it was, like, breakfast panel images. I went, wow, uh, Megatron looks really kind of bad compared. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't look like a bad toy. And it, except for its awful little chest stickers, it looks fine. But just mm. having just seen, like, this shiny silver CAD model, and then it's like, oh, he's just gray plastic. And man, those two stickers on his chest that are his little swirly gig pinstriping from G1 really look like two stickers because they are the only shiny silver thing on them. They learned literally nothing from the Combiner Wars stickers, except that they, instead of making it white backing, they made it silver backing, which is like a half step better, but it's like, it's a half step better sideways rather than up staircase. It's not good. Just, <laughs> I would rather him not have those any stickers at all because they just look like stickers they yeah. don't look like it's part of the toy it looks like just a couple of weird little stickers like they don't even look like they're supposed to be there and those swirly things like i said this when the combiner wars one came out what you got to do is do them on clear paper right so when you put them on there aside from a little bit of glare at least it's just it's just the swirly things on the gray like that would work to me, but like making the metallic, it borderline just starts yelling like, yo, check out how the rest of his gray is not metallic, but these stickers are. Woo! Uh, so well, I'm not even sure why you need the swirly things. Like, uh, you know, people. It is a reference to his original design, but it's it seems so low on the recognizable things. Like, just do a head sculpt that invokes, like, just the basic what you imagine Megatron looking like, and then put a big giant gun on his arm, and you know it's Megatron. That's it. Yeah. Like you've you've hit the two things that you need the most. Now, just below his chest, um, like kind of down more like abdomen before the waist, like where they have the red 
uh, with the the gray vents in the middle and the orange in the very center, which also invokes G1 Megatron. That's really cool looking. Yeah. I like that detail. That's really nice. So you got the head, you got the gun on his arm, you got the red thing on his abdomen. I think you're fine there. You don't need the swirly gigs. And if you're going to do the swirly gigs, you got to do them better than that because they look terrible as just silver stickers. What if they sculpted swirlies? I would love of, sculpted swirlies. That would yeah, be cool. I, he, I mean, the red on the, the the shiny red stuff on the wings of his jet mode are also stickers. So I think it might just be a case that we already have this sticker sheet and there's some room down here. So we'll put the swirly gigs in. I'm, that's me justifying why they even exist. But that's just, as far as I'm going to go. So much. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't feel like they need to to be acknowledging much like they they shouldn't be acknowledging third party stuff on a development level. They don't need to be acknowledging the fact that repper labels exist on a development level. But at the same time, I look at those chest stickers and I'm like, you no, I don't know anyone who's going to use those who isn't just going to like wait for the other set that will come out that will do it better. Um, like the, the, the red shiny stickers on the vehicle modes look fine. Those look cool. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, so I'm sure that those are the reason why there's a sticker sheet and it just so happens that other stuff fits on there too. Uh, I hope that's the reason. Cause those, yeah, those whirly gig stickers suck. They're awful. Um, also, yo, I bet they're going to make a Blitzwing. Cause his vehicle modes look a whole oh, lot yeah. like Blitzwing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Which, almost like they designed a Blitzwing and then made it into a Megatron. Yeah, and I, I don't mind that. Like, Megatron has been a tank before and has actually been a jet before, so it's not like they're... It doesn't feel like they're stuffing it in there, and, and a lot of his sculpting on his chest, like you said, like, it's super uh, accurate and, and iconic. Well, uh, I want to see what remolding would be done for a Blitzwing. Like, if they change the shape of the uh, tank turret to make it more of that like round dome shape. Yeah. Or if they they do some tweaking to that chest abdomen area to make it less Megatron-ish. I'm sure like the whole chest will get a remold at the least. Strangely enough, Blitzwing will still have those awful silver yeah. <laughs> just throw them in anyway. Like listen, like we said before, you know, there's room on the sticker sheet, doesn't cost us anything extra. <laughs> have fun with these. They're metallic brown. <laughs> we gave you nipples for Blitzwing. Are you excited? Uh, I think that the head actually looks real good, especially considering it's also a headmaster. Like, yeah, the head's fine. I got no problem with the head at all. Like for you know the some some of the Titan Masters that have done more unique head shapes, like Scourge, I think have kind of suffered for it. So I'm I'm happy that the Megatron one seems to be this solid. Uh, it looks like he's got the thing Sentinel Prime has where like those things on either side of his head, I bet you those pop up when you put the head in, um, mm -hmm. which should be pretty cool. Like he looks like a cool toy. Uh, I can't like, I can kind of see how the, how all the transformations work, but they're not like blitheringly obvious. Blithering? Blitheringly. Okay. It's just, it's a, it's a word I use. Sometimes. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, well with his vehicle modes, like. They have the headmaster like jammed into the tank turret, and it's like I guess that you can do the, do it like that. And then they just have the the headmaster standing on the jet. Yep. So I want I that to know. be how he rides the jet. He just stands on the top of it. Yeah, there's little. <laughs> it looks like there's little pegs for him to peg onto. So he's yeah, like yeah, one <laughs> of those like old timey wing walker daredevils. Like, <laughs> 
I also like that the headmaster's name is so good. It's Doomshot. Oh, for a second, I thought you were saying his name is so good. Oh, no, that would be even better. Wait, what? Megatron and (laughs) So Good have joined forces. That'd be amazing. I wish no one is named to be so good now. I mean, I like the idea that this guy who's gone through life being named Doomshot finally found his calling when he met Megatron. He's like, this all makes sense now. Uh, Also on the jet, on the back of the jet, there is a little, like, you know, one of the guns is plugged in back there. I think that could also be a seat for him, but it's nowhere near as badass as just standing next to the cockpit. Uh Uh-huh. So that Megatron looks like a fun toy, and I I really want to see that Optimus now that was in that design leak way back, uh, who had the truck mode and whatever the other mode was. I think also a jet mode. Maybe he'll be Octane. Um, We've got a look at Brainstorm, who I think we've seen before a couple times. There's nothing you know, mind-blowing here. He's an extensive retool of Blur. I think he looks pretty good. And, like, it looks like he has some... It looks like since it's a, it's it's on inside the packaging, it may or may not be stickers on his wings, but it looks like it could be Tampo. I'm not sure. But he looks like a good toy. Like, I, I messed with a Blur at TFCon, and that was, I think, one of the most solid of those first four deluxes. So, I'm all up for this. Uh, still not sure if he's a Walgreens exclusive. But if he is, then that would suck for you, Seth, because you said you don't have a Walgreens nearby. I mean, there's a couple that aren't super far away, but they're Mm. out of the way. Ah. And then they're supposed to be building one in Petaluma, but they haven't even started yet. So, Oh, if I lived in San Francisco, this would be no problem because there's more Walgreens per square inch in San Francisco than anywhere else in the country. Are they approaching like Starbucks level? Well, um, Walgreens uses San Francisco as a test city. And the test is how many locations can we fit into a into a space before it's too many locations? <laughs> okay. Like how many Walgreens can we have in a city and still be profitable? So they just open as many Walgreens as possible. Like you turn around in San Francisco and there's a Walgreens. It's it's crazy. And uh but it's kind of neat <laughs> too to like as you're tr- moving around San Francisco being like oh there's another one hey there's one over there like I kind of like it's not like I think either of these things are good but I'm more into the idea of like Walgreens per capita than Starbucks per capita yeah I guess I mean they're both kind of not great but <laughs> yeah well one thing about the Walgreens like up here the the two that are just out of the way but not really far away uh, compared to the ones in San Francisco that I've been to, I always kind of feel like there's there's a higher percent chance that something really bad is going to happen when I'm inside the San Francisco ones. Mm. They they all feel like any second now this place is going to get robbed or somebody's <laughs> going to get stabbed. And the ones up here are like, well, one of them, like the Rona Park one, is like the cleanest, most high-tech, feeling walgreens or drugstore i've ever been in it's it's weird yeah, it's like too nice running it's like things. too nice <laughs> <laughs> it's like from one of those movies that's set like 60 years in the future where everything's like too clean yeah i can dig it uh also so brainstorm brainstorm so uh, i'm clicking around to brainstorm pictures yeah i got something to say here man all right turn it down a notch what so Looking at uh, the vehicle mode for this brainstorm, it looks more accurate to the original brainstorm toy, like mm. a lot more accurate. 
than the brainstorm that came out just like two years ago yeah or three years ago i thought you wanted brainstorm to turn something down a notch and i was waiting like well what's he no it was i it felt like you were moving on already and oh, i was no, like no, i no, got no, stuff no. to say and I was we're like, talking about walgreens here what's going on i was like what's up with brainstorm what did he do what's <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that's kind of neat that it looks it looks a bit more like like that but i kind of like the vehicle mode on that one that came out just a couple years ago yeah like even though it's different like there's something about the shape of that thing that i think is just really cool so if this does end up being a walgreens exclusive and i can't find it i'm not gonna worry too much because in in a lot of ways i like that other brainstorm that i already have better yeah, I mean, like the the other brainstorm is has got more character. Um, he's he he's an IDW comic design. There's just more like modern life to him. Uh, this one is you know partly you can see a lot of blur in him still, but also he's referencing that old G1 toy, which I think design wise, like summarily, has been replaced by the the brainstorm from a couple of years ago. As in my own mind, like I think of that brainstorm before the old one any day of the week, and I think of bra- I think about brainstorm a lot. So happens uh but well it's it's like it i almost feel like this is going to be like the forgotten version of brainstorm because Mm -hmm. it was a headmaster before this whole titans return thing and it's being replaced by a newer figure and i don't know it seems like people are going to think about the original and the titans return one and and then every now and then someone will reference yeah this other one and be like huh there's there's another brainstorm what is this thing like oh i forgot about that oh yeah it's nobody's fault but i think another have that in a box another reason that 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 one from a couple years ago might go by the wayside is like this new one is fully integrated with the titans return like ecosystem like the heads are compatible and right uh and the other one i I believe it's been confirmed is not compatible with all this stuff hashtag not my brainstorm (laughs) yeah (laughs) We're going to get a movement going. Um, I like the colors on this brainstorm a lot. So you know, Yeah, the colors are fine. And, and But I, I think I think it makes sense that he's the one who's a Walgreen exclusive because he has already been on the market a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like he and he and he's, you know, le- he's less brainstorm and more blur when I look at him. So there's a lot of reasons, I think, for him existing kind of on the outsides of things. He's also he is technically available now because a different color version of him is in that San Diego three pack that came out this weekend um so some people already got brainstorm grats to them i bet they feel all special and stuff oh yeah i'm gonna have to start keeping an eye on hasbro toy shop now yeah i i was thinking about asking someone to try to grab me the three pack but then i saw that apparently on the show floor it was like 81 dollars for like two deluxes and a voyager and i understand there's you know cool plastics and paints being involved but i just felt like that's that's like 10 bucks above me feeling like I'm getting a bang for my buck before I also have to pay someone to ship it and pay them for their time. So. Yeah, I haven't looked at the Hasbro Toy Shop website in a while, and I went there the other day um, looking for something specific, and I really don't like the new layout. I haven't looked at it for a while. It's I'm finding it more difficult to find things than I'm looking for. I, because I, I had seen somewhere, I'd seen a picture of some three-pack of Marvel six-inch figures. 
and then I didn't know if they were an exclusive to somewhere. And then I was looking for it on Big Bad, and I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to look around Hasbro Toy Shop. And then I just got frustrated because I could go to the Marvel category, but then everything Marvel is mixed together. So I'm, like, sorting through, like, weird baby toys and Tonka trucks or whatever. (laughs) The thing that kind of bugs me with their layout right now is if I try to organize things by release date to just see if new stuff is on there, it does it where everything at the top is the oldest stuff, and you have to go to the very last page to see the new stuff. And on a UI yeah. level, that kind of bothers me. And there was a link that took you straight to exclusives. And I can't find, maybe I'm not seeing it, but I can't find something that just says, here's where exclusives are going to be. Like, they've got to have something set up by the time they actually put them up on the, on the store once San Diego Comic-Con's all done and dusted, which I think is, I like, right about now? It's done and yeah. dusting? Yeah, but I hope so, because the thing that I'm hoping to get... Um, isn't one of these listed brands. Like, mm. if I can get that that Microman or Micronaut. Oh, set, yeah, yeah. I totally want to grab that. And I kind of want to get that old Ben Kenobi. There's going to be, like, they showed that Ben Kenobi is going to be coming out just on his own. But I kind of wouldn't mind getting the table with the holographic Leia too, but yeah. I'm not going to worry about it. If I can't, I'll just settle for just Ben by himself later. I'm going to take, I, I kind of really want that micronaut set. I'm going to take for granted that when everything goes live, they're going to just have a page of San Diego stuff. I hope so. Like, I can't imagine them not doing that. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. I'm also hoping nobody cares about those micronauts. So it's easy. I hope so too. For I, Seth's I, sake. I think that set was only like 30 something bucks too. Yeah, uh, and, and like the packaging on it looks super badass. Like that's I think one of the nicest looking Hasbro exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on from Brainstorm, I want to talk about this little Bumblebee. Bumblebee, because you know how you and me are like the only people on the whole planet who liked that Legends Bumblebee from a couple years ago, which is nuts because that Bumblebee was badass. Yeah, I still love that Bumblebee. This Compared to that Bumblebee, this Bumblebee is garbage. Throw it in the garbage. I, I no, think, go ahead. I think this Bumblebee <laughs> looks like a, a worthy a worthy successor, not like he's better, but he's like the one who's gonna take the throne for that older Bumblebee, you know, that older Bumblebee wants to retire and like settle down. Like this one <laughs> looks kids. like he this one looks like yeah, he wants to have, have a whole bunch of cats. Like this little Bumblebee, the head sculpt is gorgeous, the vehicle mode's adorable. It looks like he's got a lot of the qualities I like from the one that the, came out a couple years ago. And it looks to me like they're doing the thing like with Wheelie where you can fold the roof open and actually put a headmaster in there as like a driver, yeah. um, which it just looks like it's a fun little bumblebee. And no, but is it a headmaster itself? No, no. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. The, the, like having messed with a Wheelie, like it looks like the legends right now are standalone toys. And if they turn into a vehicle, they try to make it so you can put one of the headmasters in as a pilot. So okay. they just have something to drive around. Um, so it looks like a fun little toy. Like, yo, it's another Bumblebee, but I think it's time for another Bumblebee at that scale. Uh, I don't know. Seth, how are you feeling? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you choose between Bumblebees here. No, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more, it's maybe more earth mode looking than that other Bumblebee. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I don't have beef with this Bumblebee. Like, I want to mess with it before I really decide anything about it. I mean, it looks like he's got pretty good articulation with his knees and stuff and ball, those ball elbows. Yeah. And then there's a couple joints involved in his shoulders that look like 
looks like he's going to be fairly poseable for his size. Um, so, you know, as long as it's like a simple, fun transformation, which I assume it's going to be, be just looking at the thing. Um, Wouldn't that be weird if he's actually yeah. really complicated? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, how did you... you how you, did they make it this hard? You it doesn't put make in, sense. You put in more work making this complicated than... than yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I'll get it. I totally get it. It's cool. It's Bumblebee. All right, Bumblebee. Bumblebees are cool. Well, but do you like Gnaw? Gnaw. Um, I I got. I don't know. I I don't think I like his robot mode. Like the Sharkticon mode looks okay. Something about it just looks baby's first transformer maybe it's the colors i don't know just something seems weird with them that doesn't get me pumped there's one there's one big problem i have with him which is if you look at his his robot mode his forearms are permanently kind of bent yeah and i think that's a bit of a bummer uh, also, his feet seems to be like half of his body. It's just his feet. I don't mind that because it's you know, Gnaw has always just been like the dumpiest little toilet of a robot, and I kind of I kind of like that about him. Well, and also his monster shark mode is the whole thing. Yeah, his robot mode has always been dumb. I I kind of really for all his faults, I want to own three of them. Yeah. I like Sharktacons, and I, I think I'm just amazed after all the years, like two years of rumors they were working on a Legends Sharktacon that never came out, like for him to finally exist. Uh, like it's his robot mode is always going to be an afterthought to me. Yeah. Uh, and his Sharktacon mode looks fine, and Corbot V are about to release a similarly scaled Alicon. So, like, it just feels like the timing is right. Like, I'm going to be able to have a little swarm of quintessent animals on my desk. Yeah, I have a very similar feeling of wanting three, but also at the same time not really being that into it. But it's like, it is a Sharkticon, and when, or how often do they ever do that? Yeah. So, and you want a swarm of those guys. You don't want just gnaw hanging out. Yeah, like, my plan is three Gnaws. I'm going to keep saying Gnaw. I want three Gnaws, and then I want two of the Corbot V Alicons, and then I think I'm going to try to get a pair of whatever the Japanese release of him is, because he'll probably have slightly different colors. Yeah. It's... Gnaw's a weird thing. <laughs> like, like he has a name. Like, when they do a toy, it's Gnaw. But then in the fiction... I've never gotten a sense that they had any like real individual intelligence or anything. They're just like animals mm-hmm. in a way. Well, I guess there's a simple intelligence when Cup gives them treats. Yeah. And then they get happy. But uh they're not they they don't seem like individuals. <laughs> but here's the one with a name and that's the one we make as a toy. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's I think, the name that you can trademark more easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything about Gnaw, like, it makes me happy, despite the fact that, like, you know, the more I dig into his robot mode, the more I'm like, man, that robot mode, sure, it doesn't look great, but 
<laughs> when has Gnaw ever looked good as a robot? Like, it's almost in character that he looks dumpy and weird and just pot-bellied with huge, like, ankle lumps. Um, so, I, I'm, yeah, I'm happy about, about this guy. I'm not going to tell anyone he's a great toy, but that's... In fact, I want less people to like him, so there's more of him out there for me. That's the way I'll roll with that one. The only person who matters. That's right! Um... The last two Titans Return reveals are a pair of single-release single, uh, single release Titan Masters. Uh, there's a real boring one, which is just Crash Bash in new colors as Overkill from uh, Soundwave's cassettes. It looks great. It's just it's, it's literally Crash Bash right down to the Headmaster and the face sculpt on the head mode. Um, and also, they apparently couldn't get the name Overkill, so they changed or it has Kill in it. So maybe they changed it. He's now called Overboard. Which just makes me think that he's not a pirate, so that's a terrible name for him. Uh, no, he goes crazy. He goes overboard. He's overboard! You could say he goes overboard with his overkill. Uh, I've now messed with the Crash Bash toy, and I love it. It's one of the best ones, so I'm, I'm not opposed to getting another one in new colors. And I like overkill colors a lot. It's just, I think he's kind of boring. I wish he had a different face sculpt that was more unique. Um, Seth, I haven't actually... I haven't gauged how you're feeling now that they're out. Like, how do you feel about these single Titan Master guys? Oh, they're not out in my world yet. Oh, they're nuts. just pictures I've seen. Um, I'll nuts. complain about that later. <laughs> <laughs> in the moment, get to what we didn't get this week. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so for these little packs that that's a Titan Master and, and a thing, um, I like these... A lot more than just like the weird little vehicle. Like here's a weird little tank you could stick this guy in. Yeah. Um, I like these better. The the overboard and um da 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 what's the lion thing called? Oh uh um, now I forgot his real name because he's Leon from Headmasters. Uh Sawback. I'm, right. I'm clicking through these pictures and there's packages in the background. They're all fuzzy. They're all bl- yeah. yeah, it's blurry. That I was my battle it. for like two hours that day of like, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> so I these sets seem way more interesting to me than here's a little tank. Mm. Um, they seem more fun, and I really like that little T Rex overkill. It's, it's. I like I like overkill's colors. I do. I like overkill. I just I, I wish that the head mode wasn't just the crash bash face. Like I wish it was a face plated face or something, or I wish yeah. it just had like gnarly teeth. I dig that, but uh, I don't know. I still think it looks cool. Yeah, and like uh, Trent Troop is, is already on Shapeways making replacement face plates for the headmasters. If you want, you know, different faces than what's there, so I'm sure even more people will start doing that as time goes on. But what if I don't like what Trent Troop is making? Who's he to be the arbiter of making new faces? Well, I mean, he's made a Krang face, so I like. I'm, Who does I'm, he think he is anyway? I'm put. I'm putting him up there right now because he can. I want a headmaster where the head mode is just Krang, like in the stomach unit from his big fat wrestler robot body. Uh-huh. I'm. I'm into that. I'm also into Sawback because he's a friggin' reference to the standalone headmasters from the 80s that were only out in Japan. And he's got a new vehicle, and the new vehicle is a friggin' winged lion that just turns into a shield, which is kind of badass. Because <laughs> uh, it's like a lion head shield, and I'm like, that's just courage. That's her- that's heroism. Whoever's holding that shield is a superhero. Uh, so I'm into it. Uh, and I, if this is like the start of them... 
So I, I was wondering, like, once they ran out of, you know, the headmasters and headmaster juniors, and they kind of have, they're, they've almost done putting those guys out. I was like, who else are they going to do that isn't like something kooky like Brawn or Clobber? And if they're going to start delving into like the standalone headmasters from Japan, uh, and especially the, doing the animal ones in the sense where their animal form is the vehicle the little guy comes with, like, that's friggin' cool. Um, if this is the only one that happens, it's still friggin' cool, but I hope that. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was like a panther or something. The other animal. I hope that happens too. So I assumed it was a reference to Blaster's cassette. I think it's. I think it's also a reference to that in uh, with the wings. Yeah, the color and the wings. That was the first thing I thought of. Was was a was a razor claw. Uh, steel jaw. Steel jaw. Yeah. Yeah, razor claw was uh, Predacon, was, right? Yeah. 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 No, uh, so I think it could have been debatable until apparently the file name for his CAD pictures was Leon, like the Japanese name. So that's Sounds French. Uh, it could could well be. I don't trust him. You know what we need more of? French Transformers. Baguette. That's right. It's a submarine <laughs> called Baguette. That would be great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, boomerang named croissant. <laughs> <laughs> Eclair. It's just like a. Yeah. They're all food names. Yeah. <laughs> Fromage. Talking about Crash Bash just had me sitting here transforming Crash Bash into a T Rex again. Because that's a, no, it's a really I can't good do toy. That. I know. I'm just doing it at the mic so you can hear it. It's all right. Even I, if I wanted to, I can't do it. I had to deal with that all TFCon weekend because I was the only sucker looking for Ape Face who didn't find Ape Face when he was in the dealer room. Sucker. So Aaron kept saying, here, you can mess with mine. And eventually it's like, Aaron, I can't. I just, you're, I can't take this home with me. Not unless I, I beat you up first. And then, uh, then by the time I thought about, you know, the end result of that, he'd already left the hotel and it was too late. But Is that like Aaron's revenge for him being yelled at to transform Optimus Prime back in the day. I think that everything he does to me in some way is revenge for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that Sawback, Leon, looks really cool. Uh, and I want to see more of that kind of stuff. Um, Seth, do you have uh, anything you really want to throw in about any of the uh, R.I.D. stuff, or is that still sort of on your periphery? Yeah, that's just something in the way now. Well, Okay, I just scrolled down to that part. Um, Starscream's vehicle mode looks pretty boss. This is the the big simple change Starscream, I believe. Yeah, I just like that design. Yeah. Oh, the the deluxe is is friggin' cool. Like the deluxe looks like an X wing. Uh huh. Yeah. I have lots I of nice. Now. I have lots of nice things to say about the deluxe when we get to what we got. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that other than that, the the alt modes, the blind box heads with vehicle modes on the bottom, those things came out. I saw a video of how they work, and they do more than I thought. I still don't really want to buy them because they're blind boxed. Uh, Seth, do you have any thoughts on the alt modes? Wait, what's that? It's like that big. It's like a big robot mode head with either a tiny body. <laughs> oh, or... those. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some of them are kind of cute looking, but. They're not really the sort of thing that I'm out to get. Yeah, like if they put out a character I love, like really love, and then someone was like, I'll sell you that character and you don't have to dig through blind boxes, then I might do that to get one. Yeah. That's like, about it. Yeah, like they're, I I think they look kind of neat, but they're just not the kind of thing that I'm out for right now. 
but like the right character and the right sculpt maybe yeah but again like you were saying if i could just get it and it's not a whole hassle yeah i don't want to collect them all or anything yeah what are they pokemon or something yeah i have an app for that now yeah Um, so this is my message hasbro keep all this stuff simple and i'll buy your crap (laughs) (laughs) just don't just don't make me jump through hoops man (laughs) make me jump through hoops i'm done Speaking of jumping through hoops... I'm too old for this garbage. We're all jumping through the same hoop we jumped through after BotCon when they left a box out that had a tiny picture of Lyokaiser on the bottom. The back of Voyager Megatron's box has images of other toys that weren't there. Uh, Some of them we saw through those leaked design pictures, uh, like Deluxe Trigger Happy or Voyager Optimus Prime. But I think this is our first look at uh, the single Titan Master for Fangry, which is continuing the trend of the juniors getting their own little single releases. And then I think our very first look at a a confirmation of uh, Leader Sixshot, who in this tiny image on the back of Megatron's box totally looks like Sixshot. Uh, And it's great that he's a leader toy. Because that gives him enough budget to maybe do the thing that we all want him to do. Um, that's about it, though. Like, I think his colors look good. So until we see, a, you know, better better pictures of him, it'll be that. But I think it looks fine so far. Uh, Seth, um, to me, I think six shots, the big news here. But of all these these guys who are hiding out in the back of Megatron's box, like, what what's speaking to you? Um, I was just trying to get caught up and find the pictures you were referencing. I have it right um, here. I think I found it, but let's see if this is what you were the same thing. Oh, it is blank. The same thing? Blank. That shouldn't it's, blank. It says www.tfw.com slash blank dot gif. Damn it. Did they do something Which about is, Holly? Well, that's what happens when I click the thing, but that's not what you put in the. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to copy and paste it instead of just clicking on it. See if that works. Some Next. kind of bandwidth saver thing, making our podcast nope. hard. Even when I copy and paste it, it goes to this blank GIF thing. That's weird. Yeah. So let's see. What's this picture? Here's the front page item. Okay. Wait. I think I found it. Oh, All right. So. Um. Yes, I found it. We did it. It was the thing that I had found. So. Uh, we kind of wasted time trying to do something else. <laughs> um, yeah, the pictures are tiny. Um, six shot does look a lot like six shot, so that's cool. Um, I would like to see more of Trigger Happy. Mm-hmm. I just it doesn't. I don't really see enough in there because it's so small. He's uh, his design sheet. I think was one of the ones that leaked in full back at that. Uh-huh. The big design sheet leak, so it's floating around somewhere. Uh, I <clears> think <throat> it had a shot of his vehicle mode in it, but I can't quite remember. Because I, I haven't looked at those in a while. <laughs> oh, well, that's where the Titan Master goes in jet mode. It's revealed on the back of the box. Oh! He rides in the gun on the back of the jet. Yeah, the boring way. But he can. I, I'm. I'm gonna roll with him. That's just, still more exciting than being under the canopy in the cockpit. I'm just gonna have him stand on top of the jet mode when he's riding yep. around on that. That's how. Listen, his name is Doom Shot. Okay, like that's how he does things. Um, 
There's a, a couple other companies dropped some news here. Just very quickly, I want to. I only want to point this out because of the the guy who worked on it. Prime One Studios, uh, surprise, surprise, are doing another statue, but uh, they're doing a new series of statues which have more of a G1 flavor to them with this G1 Optimus Prime statue. The reason I like it is because it is also a Josh Nizzy design, and I liked a lot of Josh Nizzy's work on the movie designs. It's really cool to see someone who did a lot of movie work doing their take on a G1 design. And it definitely begs the question of, like, wouldn't it be neat if eventually they did a movie where this was the Optimus Prime design? Because it's got that movie flavor, but with a lot more identifiable shapes and a little bit more cleanliness overall. Um, I'm kind of bummed out it's a statue. Uh, I would love to see this as a posable action figure. But, you know, we'll get to one of those soon. Um, so, Seth, I mean, like, you know, the boredom one can get from statues aside. Like, what are you thinking of this design? The design's nice. It's just a statue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a nice-looking statue. Yeah. Just I'm never going to buy it. No, I mean, it's also, <laughs> it's it's $1,000 or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Some... It is everything that is not for me. But visually, as a design piece, I love it. I wish Josh Nizzy would get to work on something articulated. Um, I think that... I don't know. I've talked about this before. I don't know who Prime 1's Transformer statues are for. Clearly, they're selling to people because they're still making them. I don't. I still don't know anyone who actually owns one. So... Blows my mind. Especially for a thousand bucks. And especially because we're going to move on to this next thing. Uh, 3A is uh, doing their classic Optimus Prime... Uh, who is posable, uh, still has its own, you know, bit of, uh, deviation from your classic, uh, your classic Optimus Prime lines, but, you know, throws back to the original. This one, I'm guessing because it's being called 3A, Ashley Wood did the redesign on this. If that's true, I've got to applaud Ashley Wood for showing a little bit more restraint on this. Oh, a whole lot of restraint if this had anything to do with Ashley Wood. Um, like, you can, I can see some Ashley Wood in this. Like, the feet are long, for instance, but they're not, yeah. like, pointed up at the end. They're just long. And, like, the shape of the torso is a little Ashley Wood-ish with, like, the up-angle pecs, but yeah, it's it's a million times more restraint than he's shown on any other of these collabs he's done so far. Um, well, and we're also still making assumptions that this was Wood. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand why it would be 3A, but... Because I would assume if it wasn't him, then it would be three zero. They... It seems com- like things get confused. Like there's been some stuff that's come out as three A that that looked super like like wasn't the uh, those fighting robots from oh, that yeah, fighting right. robot movie three A? Yeah, the real steel stuff was under three A. Yeah, and the uh, the the portal robots Peabody and Atlas. Well, they weren't had those three A. They had or the were weathering. They, 3-0? they they were three A, but the weathering on them you could argue was the thing that was done to them. Yeah, but their design looks straight out of the game. Yeah. And then Chappie... They weren't wooded up. Chappie was a 3-0 piece, but was totally a 3A style robot. Yeah, it's strange. Um, but Seth, uh, you're you're actually the one who's done the 3A thing much longer than I have. By several months. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling about about this uh, this new action figure they're putting out? By multiple weeks. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks like pretty, pretty good with the detailing and the the weathering and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't looked at what the price is going to be for this damn thing. But I bet it's going to be more than I'm interested in spending. I want to um, say it was. I'm going to take a quick look. I could have sworn they announced the price, but I might be wrong. 
I really kind of like those clear yellow plastic bits on his waist. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it looks cool, but it's it's not a thing that I want. Like I don't really want a super expensive giant not transforming Optimus Prime. Mhm. But it looks cool all the same. I'm uh I'm trying to f- I, th- I found their blog entry because they they did announce they're going to do like a white version and a black version as well because A, 3A loves to do like triplicate colorways and B, there are two easy repaints in Ultra Magnus and Nemesis Prime. Uh, he's going to be available for pre-order in Q3, but there is no price yet. Um, the thing about him that I actually really like is that they used magnets to make the wheel boxes on the sides of his legs detachable if you don't like them. Oh, that's cool. So you can like stick them on or off. Um, and so last weekend, or was it the weekend before now, at TFCon, I got to mess with um, Ben's Collectibles copy of the 3A Dark of the Moon Optimus Prime, like the movie Optimus. Yeah. And uh, that figure got delayed for months to be retooled for better articulation. And uh, I think it's the most solid 3A piece I've messed with in a long time. Like, I haven't messed with a ton of their stuff, um, but like I have watched video coverage of the Bumblebee. Uh, and a little bit about the Megatron, and those had a lot of cases where there's tons of joints, but everything's banging into everything. Uh, the Dark of the Moon Optimus had much smarter articulation design, and I was very pleasantly surprised by how it turned out. Also, they did this thing. So, Seth, we've we both bought a lot of 3A things. What's that, you know, that thing they do where they always just sort of go in assuming that all those ball-jointed fingers will hold the guns fine? Yeah. And it's like the single most frustrating design choice on every 3A toy ever. Uh, so the Dark of the Moon Optimus, his gun has frigging pegs on the handle and peg holes in the palms. Oh. So the gun pegs onto his hand and then you roll the fingers around it, but it's actually being held on with a peg. That Another thing that makes me think Ashley Wood might not be involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if that's the case on this G1 Optimus, and I frigging hope it is, then that would be great, too. Um, nothing made me happier than seeing a 3A large robot toy that used a peg to hold its gun. Yeah, because I'm looking at a close-up of the gun in his hand, and that handle is massive. Yeah. And, like, the trigger is huge on the, that thing. It's kind of silly looking. Um, I'm trying to find if the, I can see a peg on it or not, but it's too hard. I don't see Some a peg in this stuff. picture anyway. And it, I mean, it's a test shot. They might have glued it for that one. Because I think the, the test shot Optimus from their test shot movie Optimus didn't have a peg. And then they added it after a bunch of feedback from early reviews where, like, he can't hold his gun. Um, hmm. So it gives me some hope. Uh, like, their movie Optimus was a much more solid piece than I would have given them credit for a couple years ago for, like, the kind of piece it is. Yeah, And so seeing a simpler body at the same scale of, like, you know, a G1-style Optimus Prime, it's going to be an action figure. So, yeah, there's a certain level of you need to be into that. But at least I think it'll... I have I have a good feeling it'll be a functional action figure. It won't be too frustrating to deal with. Um, we'll see when it comes out. But uh, it's nice to see... It's nice to see what this G1 project actually looks like. Because it's been, like, almost a year since they just put the logo on their blog and were like, we got it. Um, they also put up a picture showing that they've apparently also got uh, Rom the Space Knight and G.I. Joe in their franchise library as they've made like a whole Hasbro cross 3A thing. Uh, and that, that art looks like Ashley Wood art, like the poster they put up. Um, I'm going to see if I can grab a link for you. But 
the G.I. Joe thing, I'm not as interested in seeing an Ashley Wood G.I. Joe, but Rom the Space Knight seems like something that could turn out pretty decent. Yeah, I'm kind of worried what G.I. Joe could end up being. If you look at the poster, you'll see that it's Baroness that's on there, and she's looking a lot like an Ashley Wood female figure does. But he reined it in there. Her legs yeah. aren't, like, eight feet long. And she's And she's got, like, regular boots on. And she doesn't have like an open crotch in her pants or anything. So you know, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll we'll there. see what the variants are like. <laughs> yeah, and if Ashley was involved in this Optimus Prime design, like I could kind of see them being like, "We saw what you did with <laughs> Iron Man and Doctor Doom." Um, this is like okay, that's a license thing. Like Marvel isn't ours. Transformers is, and it's our flagship product don't go completely bananas please <laughs> it looks like he did work on these I, I found the blog post with the here's a link to the design image uh it says ashley wood and the development team have gone back to the original animation models for inspiration or toy lines and animation models so it might not be just him it might be him and a team working on these um but apparently they went for a newly designed brawler-esque physique Ooh. is what they're calling it um what is prime doing in this in the in the in the poster (laughs) yeah where he's just like two arms behind his back like fisting his own butt back of his thighs (laughs) Uh, while baroness is walking toward him and rom looks horrified rom is just like jetpacking backwards past them like i don't want none of this Yeah, it looks like it looks like Optimus is like opening his legs for Baroness, and she's got like those little surprise marks over her head. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh. Ashley can't help himself. He's got to put weird <laughs> pervert stuff in somehow. Uh, but man, at least it's not the Zaku or any of that stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Zaku. People were so mad. <laughs> like I wasn't mad about the Zaku. It's just that's been that's the classic example of like just going a little too far. With the I'm a redesign this, um, so I, I, I'm I'm kind of quietly looking forward to seeing how this Optimus turns out and whatever else they do with this G1 lion. Um, and that about does it for the San Diego toy news. Uh, Seth, was there anything else out of San Diego that really caught your eye? Um, let me look at the links again, see if anything jumps up. I think we kind of covered. Most of the Transformer stuff. Yeah, is, is there anything else that has been really on your mind from San Diego? Like, not necessarily Transformers? Uh, some of the Marvel and Star Wars stuff they revealed was neat. So they're doing um, a six-inch Darkhawk? I saw that. I got very excited for you. I'm uh, I'm I'm cautiously excited. We're going to see how the figure turns out. Uh, after the, the four-inch Darkhawk, I'm no longer just excited at Darkhawk on site. Because the four-inch Darkhawk was awful. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to remember things that I saw that were neat, but uh, yeah, it looks like there's cool stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they there's some interesting movie stuff that got announced, trailers shown. They're still um, making superhero movies. Yeah, I see. I'll tweet this morning, or was it last night? Um, the cast of Black Panther did like one of those big group selfies. So it's a whole bunch of people all crammed in together. Woo! And it's like, here we are, the cast of Black Panther. I'm like, 
<laughs> I can't see anybody. Chris Hardwick, what are you doing in there, man? <laughs> Chris Hardwick's goofy grin is all like stuck in, in amongst the cast. I'm like, you're not in this movie, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Get out of there, Chris Hardwick. You think he just runs to every group selfie he sees? Maybe. <laughs> he was probably the moderator at the panel or something. I know he moderates a lot of panels. Yeah. I never, I can never see, a, I don't know. Group, oh yeah group selfies that. i just always see like just a, a sea of half covered faces and i'm like i can't identify anybody in here oh you could see everyone clear as a bell in this okay and then there's goofy ass chris hardwick in there <laughs> i'm in black panther too hey, hey guys can i get in on this you like my chris hardwick impersonation it's pretty yeah, accurate it's, it's extremely accurate hi everyone i'm chris hardwick hey, watch my tv show after midnight we're gonna talk about the walking dead and talk about the talking dead no yeah. walk about the talking dead what <laughs> Um. Oh yeah, the the two figures I was probably most kind of stoked about were the Netflix Jessica Jones and Punisher. Yeah, and I mean for six inch Marvel Legends, those head sculpts were not awful. They're they well, were especially great. the Jessica Jones. I think is pretty spot on. It looks it looks really good. There's a there's a little bit of that six inch mush from some angles, but like they were way more solid than I thought they would be if they did those characters. Yeah. Where's the rest of them? Where's where's a uh, Daredevil? And, I know. And I, Luke Cage. I so have they said have they said if they're in an assortment yet or not? Because like what I want to think is that those know. are going to be in like a Netflix assortment with a Netflix build a figure. That's oh, what I would like. Great. Like build a figure Wilson Fisk or something. Oh, right. Yeah, pre order that one. I would actually do the case on that one. Uh, do the case, so you could like get stuck with an extra Daredevil. Like, where are you getting the case? I don't. I, I just assume that people are going to sell it by the case. Hey, no, no, didn't didn't that X Men wave that just come out? Wasn't that just like a solid case? Like the whole series was one case. Uh, I don't know the 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 Juggernaut well, wave. Big Bad will usually sell the just the wave. Yeah, and then if there are extra figures in the case, then they'll sell those. As each is. But I, I want to say that the recent Juggernaut Build-A-Figure wave, like, the whole wave was just, like, one case had one of every figure. Okay, maybe so. But, yeah, Netflix Marvel Toys gets me excited. I even got excited seeing the Hot Toys uh, Netflix Daredevil, although, like, I have to temper myself a little bit with whenever I see Hot Toys things. It's like, no, those look great, but they're probably no fun to play with, so I don't really want all of them. Uh... But yeah, I hope I hope they are doing a six inch daredevil as well. Um, well, we can we can Been better. We can move on from America and go over to Japan now, in spirit, not physically. Japan, yeah. Japan. Yeah, say it like Street Fighter. Yeah, there you go. Um, Wonderfest is going on, and we got some we got some Transformers news from Wunderbar Fest. Uh, starting off with full color images of masterpiece Cheetor. Uh, the, the full color version of Cheetor that's in the case, I think looks gorgeous, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna assume that's what the finished one's gonna look like until the finished one actually looks like that. And I'm not saying the finished one won't look like that, I just wanna wait and see. Cause that's a friggin' load of paint apps to make him look yeah. all like a cheetah, and I'm sure they could do it, but I wanna see them do it before I congratulate them for doing it. <laughs> um... But I want to see you do it. I want to see you do it just for show, me. Show me, show me how you do it. Just for me. Uh, Seth, how are you feeling about Masterpiece Cheetahs? Uh, I agree. That is very impressive. And I'm still probably not going to get it. All those spots, though. 
I know. Think I mean, about it all looks the spots great. you're paying for. Like, I don't have any beef with this toy. <laughs> it's just from an era that I'm not that into, and I have to be a little more pick and choose with some of the stuff I get, and I'm going to have to choose to save money on this one. If people push hard enough, do you think you'll, like, develop a beef with this toy? And if people start calling me names over not getting it, then I'll get a beef with them, but it's not the toy's fault. You're never, you're never going to just start a fight, a fight with the toy? Going like, I'm <laughs> sick of hearing about you! I'm going to buy one like, so I can make one of those YouTube videos of destroying something that just came out. To, put it in a blender? Yeah, throw it off a building. <laughs> and it just breaks your blender, and you're like, well, this toy's really stupid now. Yeah, uh, probably do the throw it off a building thing. I wonder what would happen. How freaky would it be if you threw him off a building and just landed on its feet in, like, cheetah mode? Yeah, if I threw it off the building in robot mode, and on the way down, it transformed to cheetah mode and landed on its feet, and then ran up the side of the building and killed me? That would be that would be crazy. I wasn't going to say run up the side of the building and straight up kill you, but, like, that would be even double. That would be kind of terrifying and then real sad, but at the same time, yeah, I'd be like, what's happened? What? When did that happen? When did that start being a thing with Toys 2? I don't know, man. I saw a woman get killed by by a tiger or something in a Japanese safari or a Chinese safari park this morning. So Ugh. being mauled by cats is on my mind. You don't see her die in the in the clip, but you see her getting pulled away. That's almost worse. Yeah. Uh, so she got mad at her boyfriend who was driving the car. And decided the best thing to do was to get out of the car, walk around to the driver's side, and yell at him. That's and not that's a good when, idea. That's when the big giant predatory cat was like, yoink. Man. I hope yeah, that standard. story ended well. No, she's dead. She, she oh, dead. Oh, confirmed. Oh, God. She dead, and another woman was like seriously injured when she was like, I'm going to jump out of my car and help. God. Yeah, stay in your car, dum-dums. I couldn't. I couldn't watch a clip of that. I don't think I could watch a clip of that. Well, it was a GIF on Imgur, and you see her get out of the car, walk around, and then the cat jumps into the frame and yoink, and she go, is gone, and the cat is gone, and the Man. dude jumps out of the car and then thinks twice <laughs> and goes back to the car. Um, yeah, those yeah. things are those things are made of muscle and death. Yeah. You got to stay in your car. Now I'm I'm going to quietly <laughs> close this thumbnail of Cheetor. <laughs> it's going to move on. It's going to get you. Uh stay in your car. The other major reveal at Wonderfest, like there's a there's a display thing full of just like toys they're going to release over in Japan. We've seen a lot of this stuff before. Uh just we haven't seen it from these angles, but it's the more headmaster anime oriented releases of a lot of the headmasters. Uh, the big new thing they revealed was their version of Power Master Optimus Prime, Super Jinrai, whose retooling is vastly different from the Power Master Optimus Prime retooling we got over here in America. Uh, he also has super freaky looking feet because they are based they are based very much on the G1 toy, only they're more articulate, which just makes them look even weirder. Uh, he also has a much different chest, a completely different cab. Uh, they're they're going for something on that base mode photo that isn't working, but uh, he generally just looks like a, a much different toy and you know a much more premium toy with a lot more paint. He's got the stripe and everything. Um, I, I would love to pick him up because I I grew up with Power Master Optimus Prime and 
the Super Genrai release of this thing, that that is Power Master Optimus Prime. Uh, the version released in Titan's Return is more of like a, a modern take on that. This Legends version is just literally Power Master Optimus Prime. Yeah. Um, and I think he looks great. It sucks he's probably going to be pretty expensive because he's Japanese leader toys. So they're usually like six and a half thousand yen um, or seven thousand yen. But uh, I'm, I'm going to consider him. Uh, Seth, how are you feeling about Super Jinrai? I'm trying not to look too much at the the Japanese releases of all these figures because I don't want to feel like I want to get the Japanese ones and pay more. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those ones that kind of makes me want to get the Japanese version more than the, the domestic version, but I have to kind of fight it. If you're going to do it once, you know, like this is a good one to do the one time. No, well, Blur looks like a good one to do too. Well, this is a good one to do the one time at this price point. Oh, okay. Price. See, I'm helping now. Oh uh, yeah, thanks. What, thanks for the help. What do you think of the? Have you seen the picture of the base mode? Yeah, I don't like base <laughs> modes. <laughs> but these, they're they're trying so hard to do something with that that just doesn't yeah, work. An attempt was made. <laughs> like the, there's a designed base mode, and then there's what's happening here, which surely, just fold those things back down, guys. Like <laughs> just these two giant thin strips just pointing straight up. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think it looks really cool. What do you think of the feet? That's the big talking point for a lot of folks. Um, let me go back. Yeah, it almost looks like they're mistransformed. Perhaps. Um, it almost looks like those what's folded up are supposed to be heel spurs pointing the other way. Um, but you know, it's different at least. I'm sure it's, it's kind of he's kind of elephant footed, I guess. Kind of got an elephant foot situation. I'm sure it's at least an intentional option because that's totally what the old toy's feet looked like for better and worse. Yeah. Yeah, they were just kind of big blocks, weren't they? Yeah. I think I think it's the it's the wheels on the side that's messing with the silhouette and it makes them stick out more, like the you know, the bumpered wheeled section. Yeah. Um if that folded away or just detached It'd probably look a bit better. Well, they could detach. Just rip them off. Apply enough pressure. Yeah. You are stronger than plastic. What I always say. I don't know. I'm a weak link. I don't know. I think you could you could beat plastic in a fight. If you punch plastic hard enough, it'll break before your knuckle does, probably. What is this ABS plastic? Like what kind of plastic like, am I fighting? ABS, but like, you know, it's a thin plank of ABS. Okay. Can apply enough. Then. Apply enough flex. Um, I would like to quickly mention the uh, Japanese version of the Rid toys that were on display. The the Tav display. Uh, the the deluxe is there. That that winged version of Nemesis Prime looks gorgeous. Their version of Rid Windblade, just like I thought, looks way better than ours because she has paint. Um, their version of Ratchet also looks pretty pretty solid. Their version of Bisque looks really cool. Um, I am looking forward to probably just getting the tab versions of most of those guys. Um, nowadays, it seems I'm only getting rid toys when they are on sale, like the ones that I got the other weekend. Um, but I, I wanted to call out that display is looking pretty cool. And it's our first look at what they're doing with the winged version of Optimus. So their, their deluxe winged Optimus is just going to be done up as Nemesis Prime with red wings. And I kind of love that. Because for the first time ever, Nemesis Prime will fly. For the first time in Transformers history. Um, history. It's, that's a joke based on press release. I heard an iPhone. I know. I wasn't even touching it. It just decided that. 
I said history, and it's like, whoa, huh? Did you say Siri? <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, Siri, I didn't. Go back to sleep. Oh, I guess I'd heard the Siri in history. Yeah. And then I I purposely kind of, like, dropped my voice and slurred Siri so the sure. iPhone wouldn't hear it. <laughs> iPhone's just sitting there like, do you, do you need any help? Do you need any help with your podcast? I invented podcasts. Uh, well, my Echo, my Amazon Echo will just pipe up randomly, too. <laughs> We'll be sitting there watching TV, and then it's like, the weather tomorrow is going to be blah, blah, blah. It's like, nobody asked you. Yeah. It told it told a knock-knock joke the other day. <laughs> it just really wants just, to be accepted. Yeah, it just all of a sudden start telling jokes, and we're like, what are you doing? Shut up. <laughs> I just want to be part of the conversation. Alexis, right. stick a sock in it. <laughs> um, at Wonderfest, another new Prime 1 Studio Generation 1-inspired statue was debuted, this time Megatron who is much like the Optimus Prime. He's got LEDs. He's got that Josh Nizziness. Uh, he's got lots of gun bits on him, and he's a statue. Um, Seth, aside from him being a statue, uh, do you have any thoughts on this guy's design at all? Um, I don't know. Looks okay. I think he looks almost a little too cartoony compared to the Optimus up on the shoulders. Something about him just seems a little bit too smooth. Yeah. I mean, when you compare it to the Optimus one... Like, if your plan was to get both of these things and not eat anything but Top Ramen for a while. Yeah, if you were going to spend they two... They don't... Yeah, they don't seem to really go together, do they? No, I'm, I, I was uh, I was looking forward to seeing how Megatron looked. And he just... He looks like if Optimus is like 60% G1, 40% movie, Megatron looks like 80% G1, 20% movie. Hmm. Uh, and it, yeah, I, I, he just looks a little too smooth and round. And, and then, of course, yeah, if you're buying both, if you're dropping two thousand U.S. dollars plus shipping uh, for giant statues, then I think that's an issue to take uh, to some degree. Uh, Prime One Studios also revealed in Wonderfest a uh, Beast Wars Optimus Primal statue, um, who's standing over the demolished remains of uh, Waspinator, who has a disturbingly human-looking hand on the disembodied arm that's lying there. And uh, this this is interesting only because this is like a Beast Wars statue. It's not movie-esque at all. It's kind of like a somewhat hyper-realistic Beast Wars uh, take on things. Really, really neat-looking aesthetic. I think it would look a million times better painted. This gray prototype is not doing it favors because it the lack of color delineation makes it look more like Optimus Primal is just wearing a, a onesie. Uh <laughs> But it's interesting that they're stretching their legs out that way. I once again ask who's buying these to justify all of this. But it's cool to see them getting away from movie and G1-esque movie. Um, Seth, uh, aside from the, being a statue, uh, you, got, you got any thoughts on this Beast Wars piece? Does it say anything to you? It's, it's weird because he seems very hairy. Yeah. Like, not gorilla hairy, which is pretty tight and flush to the body. It's like long hair. It's like dog hairy. Like, yeah. Like a long haired dog, like a medium length hair dog. It's, yeah, it's strange. And a lot of the sculpt makes it look like feathers on this gray version. Or, yeah, or leaves. It looks like he's wearing a fursuit. It's, yeah. It's bizarre. And again, I think that's a valid thing to point out on a $1,000 potentially like statue. The thing it's supposed to do right is have like a really awesome looking sculpt. 
And yeah. I think that that fur is a little bit... The fur looks out of scale. Like, it looks like the fur has been blown up in size. And doesn't look super good. Yeah, I like the murdered waspinator parts, though. Sometimes it looks like there's a tongue hanging out of its mouth, but I, I know that's just, like, <laughs> the plant next to it and the angle. <laughs> um, I just, I'm really freaked out by how human the hand looks on the waspinator arm. This is weird. But uh, that's Prime One Studios hitting hard this convention season <laughs> with a whole bunch of stuff I'm never going to buy. Uh, just so expensive. Seth, since we talked so much about all these like these, these stacked conventions, I decided maybe we would skip doing a listener question this week. Okay. Um, so I thought maybe we'd just talk about what we got this week instead. Oh, boy. How's your Transformers situation looking over yonder? Oh, it's bleak. Oh, dear. It's bleak. So Kmart used to be pretty good place to get toys in town. Mm-hmm. They're continually getting worse. Damn. Like, right now... Their whole Transformers section is three pegs. Two of them are R.I.D. and one peg is the the little little uh, Combiner War guys. The, I always forget what that scale is now. Ever since they changed it last, I can't remember. Legions? I think Legends? so. Legends? Logan? Legends. It's Legends. Larry, Larry class. La- Larry price point. Right. So they, they have like a couple grooves. And, like, that's it. So, yeah, I don't have a lot of hope of ever finding anything there again. Man. And then, for over a week now, the Target in town, um, the only Combiner War stuff they have on the pegs, are, or at all, are a couple Voyagers and a couple Leaders. Like, they have that uh, um, um, Skywarp. Yeah. Skywarp. And like an onslaught and then they have like a a bunch of rid stuff and then a bunch of empty pegs so uh, i was at target today i was really hoping that they would have restocked that section and put out some uh titan stuff but they didn't and i haven't been out of town for a while so i haven't had a chance to check uh toys r us or or anywhere else other targets but i don't know why other targets would have stuff that are like just a couple miles away. I think we're still in the part <laughs> where a few miles away. anyone finding Titans return stuff, it's still like sort of pre-release. Like it's just, that's what is coming in from the warehouse when they're refilling the shelves. Like, uh-huh. I don't think we're into the part, point where it's supposed to be in full distribution yet, but I, I hope that comes soon. Like it was kind of a little bit of a nervous chuckle when at San Diego comic-con, the Titans return display for wave one said like release date, January, 2017. It's like, well, I hope it's, in distribution before then. <laughs> Wave 2 is already showing up in some places for the little yeah, guys. Yeah, that's what is one of the things that is bugging on me is if Wave 2 is already popping up and I haven't seen anything at all, I don't want to get <coughs> in some some trap where I've missed things or Wave 1 shows up and then that doesn't sell fast enough for Wave 2 to come out and then it skips the Wave 3. It's it's like wave one and two are happening too fast and then not at all at the same time. Like at least the wave two stuff, it's just the little head, like solo headmasters so far. Yeah, I don't know. But then but, they're some of the most fun guys. So like, I don't yeah, <laughs> but I was commenting to the girlfriend while we were at Target. I'm like, we're in this weird 
this weird phase that seems to always happen where like there's a new thing trickling out it's not around here yet the longer it takes me to find it the more panicked i am to look for it but flash forward two months it's gonna be everywhere and it's gonna annoy me that i can't find the next thing yeah so it's like right now i'm annoyed that i can't find it soon i'll be annoyed that it's the only thing i can find yeah i mean like there's solace to take in not being able to find wave one which is that eventually it's all you'll see for for a little while but i hope you can find something soon yeah um because yeah at tfcon thanks to, to vince type v3 uh during our our local canadian toys r us 25 percent off sale he found me the wave one titan masters and uh-huh. then at TFCon, Captured Prey and, and uh, Chosen Prime both had really good prices on the Wave 2 guys. And I got all the Wave 2 guys except for Ape Face, who consistently sold out just before I got to places where they dug up a new case. And then everyone I knew bought an Ape Face, and they said, oh, these guys have Ape Faces. And I'm like, not anymore. Um, so not I messed with an Ape Face. He's definitely up there. He's like he's almost as good as Crash Bash. I think Crash Bash is still better. Um they're all okay, but my personal favorites are it's a tie between Crash Bash and Brawn because their vehicles do the most. Because, like, Brawn's got this, like, hover bike that turns into, a, like, a tank-treaded jeep that he turns into, like, the center mass for, and it just kind of works. Um, so the, the, when, you, when you have things just, like, really come together like that, they're super fun. Like, some of the weaker ones, like Nightbeat, there's still stuff in there that works, but, like, he's, he's, like, Nightbeat especially is by far, I think, the weakest. He's got a weak face sculpt on the head mode. His vehicles kind of uninspiring in both modes its weapon mode is just a handheld drill so it doesn't need, like I, I have fun putting him onto blasters base mode as a turret because he's just like a drill sitting there just waiting for someone to walk up <laughs> uh but they're they are surprisingly fun especially considering like how throwaway they might have looked uh, early on it, it's stuff like crash bash brawn and ape face that brings something to that that price point that makes it kind of special um, as for the little headmaster guys, like they feel pretty good. Like the ball joint on the neck is, uh, is pretty darn solid. The ball jointed arms, let them flap out just like five degrees, but just enough to look alive. I'm real bummed out that they have a uni leg. Uh, and they do because the back of their uni leg has like a tab that's used for some of the universal placement stuff. Uh-huh. But I keep wanting to make them walk around on a little base and it always looks like someone tied their shoes together. Because <laughs> uh, they're they're all posed up up on the top, but then their their feet are just like stock still side by side. I'll get over it, but I'm a, and, and I'm a little spoiled by third party stuff. But I, I was hoping that they might have had a split in the leg, so you could have them walk around and like use just like a single foot peg on some things. Um, and just before the sale ended, I got a hold of Blaster, uh, who's pretty fun. Uh, good robot mode. Like his his transformations are are neat. Uh, the boombox mode is. For a boom box in 2016, it's okay. Like, you know, it's he's just turning into a long box with a handle on it. But he, he does some interesting stuff to make it at least kind of fun to get there. The base mode is wonderful on him, though. Uh, especially when you have, like, four, you know, four to seven little guys to, like, populate them with. It really makes the play pattern come to life. Um, the only downside is, because he's a leader toy, the little single headmaster guys they're all in head mode a little they come their faces are all a little bit smaller than the one on blasters headmaster because blasters is taking into account the big helmet that folds down over it so if i put like siren on there or something it just looks it looks awful it's like this teeny teeny tiny head on the blaster body whereas 
Like the one made for Blaster has a wider face sculpt, so it proportionally works better. So for the leader guys, I don't think you're really going to be doing much like actual head swapping with them, aside from like using other leader guys' headmasters. But uh, Blaster feels pretty good. Like, you know, a lot of decent ratchet joints. There's a little bit too much loose space between clicks on his legs, so his legs still waggle around a little bit, I find. But uh, he's all right. Um, I'm going to be messing with the Power Master Prime next week and kind of looking forward to that, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Leader Ultra Magnus. Um, and then I got those those new Rid Decepticons, the Scorponok done in purple and the Starscream. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm not going to go super deep in, in on them because I think I talked about them at the podcast thing, but that Starscream is real good. And I'm happy that like Vince was able to grab one for me while he was also on sale because on sale he was a $15 Canadian $15 toy. And that's great. When he's like $20, that's not great. But as a $15 toy, like, damn. Uh, his hips are super loose, but I was able to fix that with floor polish. All the other ball joints feel fine. It's just those hips are way loose out of the package. But the transformation's real cool. It, it breaks convention in a few places. The robot mode looks great. The jet mode looks awesome. Uh, he's, he's a super solid, like, rid toy, uh, for especially for 2016. And the Scorponok mold is just neat. Like, it does some real kooky stuff. Uh, with the claws like just like detaching from his hands and then sliding up his arms to turn into the shoulder pads. Um, but that, that's about all for the official stuff that I picked up. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, because I really like them uh, and and at the same time have all kinds of problems with them, I picked up because they had a their first release was at TFCon in like very simplified boxes. I got the KFC Keith's Fantasy Club. Uh, not Masterpiece, Rekgar, and Junkion uh, set. So it's like, they're in their own separate boxes, but they were being sold as a pair or individually, and you got a deal if you bought the pair. And uh, I'd messed with them a little bit at a roundtable thing I was on on the Thursday, which is up now on Ages 3 and Up's channel if anyone wants to go see that. Uh, they are really darn solid, especially considering the reputation that KFC Toys had built up over the last few years with me which was the reputation of disintegrating in my hands for the most part. Um, they feel like a massive step forward. Uh, they like super solid construction. They, they don't feel fragile. All the little pointy bits are done in like a really rigid, like PVC. So they hold their shape, but if you bump them, they just bend a little bit and then bend back. Uh, so generally I really like them and I love junkions. So it's nice to have like a pair of very nice high end junkions. Um, I wish there was a third head included because, like, they have this whole thing where you can swap their arms and chests around to, like, make new Junkions, but one of the heads is straight-up Rekgars, so it doesn't really work that well with just the two of them. Um, the only bummer about them is two things. There are all these little bits and pieces you can plug onto them, like spikes and stuff, to, like, make them more personalized. Those, those bits and pieces are real easy to, like, swat off of the body while you're trying to transform them. So it's kind of annoying. It almost is easier just to rip all the pieces off of them before you transform them. Uh, also, the transformation's okay up to the point where you start dealing with the handlebars. Uh, the handlebars are a nightmare to fit into the robot torso. And they have each, each handlebar has two clip-on rubbery things, like a uh, uh, whatever it is, the, the thing you grip to make the, the throttle go on the motorcycle, and the rearview mirror. And those things, like, they fall off constantly, and then... You're trying to fold them all up to fit inside the cavity of the torso, and then if they fall off in there, you have to, like, shake the torso to get them out. It's just, That's where the whole process just grinds to a terrible halt. Um, 
But that aside, like, there's enough good about them that I still enjoy them. It's just, like, they are certainly not perfect. They're a massive step forward for KFC, though. Uh, and visually, they they, they totally work. Uh, I love the accessories they come with. Uh, and if I just keep them as robots, then I'm super happy with them. The, the motorcycle mode is is definitely not the draw on these guys, as, as decent as it is. Because uh, also, the other big bummer is there's nothing to fasten one of the guys onto the other guy's uh, motorcycle mode 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 not mold mode uh like the the official deluxe toy from many years ago had those like crotch clips which were great and i was hoping there'd be some kind of clip or peg somewhere on the legs or hips so i could like attach them as a rider to the motorcycle mode but there there's nothing there it's just you kind of balance them on top and then you're kind of smacking die cast pieces together and it makes me worried um but that's about all for my uh, on topic, what I got, I also got this link to the 3A Tentacle Love Affair. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Just that seemed like a good example of the kind of stuff Ashley Wood gets up to, the, and what I'm sure Hasbro wasn't hoping that he would do with their properties. I got this great idea for Baroness guys. <laughs> We're gonna have a a tentacle. And they're like, all right, what's the storyline reason? Tentacles. It's going to be on a giant apple that's like looking up her skirt. Actually, that's a, that's a terrible impersonation because Ashley Wood's Australian. So I apologize for that. Uh, sounded pretty legit to me. Um, but Seth, that's about all for my what I got. Uh, are you much of a junkie on man? I forgot. Uh, I, I don't dislike junkie ons. I don't feel... Like I need to go out of my way for him either. Yeah, you're not you're not going to jump through hoops for Junkions. No. All right. No hoops. No junk. No junk hoops. None dumb hoops. Uh, did you jump through any kind of hoops to get anything else this week? No, it's been a real dry couple of weeks here. Ah. I caught some Pokemon. Yeah, I did. Um, I did too. I, I decided I, to once we got it officially in Canada, and I didn't have to do kooky workarounds. I, I grabbed the Mongo, and it's not bad. The Poke Mango. I, I, I like to call it the Mongo. That's the thing I'm trying to start. Oh. I've already seen a bunch of little clips of people saying, like, I don't know what all the fuss is about with this Pokemon Go. Like, where they don't put a space between yeah, Pokemon, po- Pokemon and Go. Go. And then it's a video of them walking up and poking a mango. Oh. Poke a mango. That sounds... Poke a mango. That sounds funny the first couple times. Eh, it was mildly amusing the first time. And then it goes downhill. Yeah. It's like, okay, we heard that joke. Um, I pre, I got really excited. I saw these things on Big Bad, so I pre-ordered them. I'm sure I could get them cheaper from like a, a Japanese site or something. Um, but the uh, Diclone Reboot... Oh, yeah, all those new the things. power suits. Yeah. So, like, I pre-ordered two power suits and a set of eight guys. I like that and they're selling like, the guys. Oh, man, these are cool. And then after I pre-ordered them, like, the guys aren't until November and the suits aren't until January. And I was like, man. Yeah. I just want them now. That kind of cooled me on pre-ordering any of them for a while. Because I'm like, I could probably just wait and see when they come out if they're okay. Yeah. Well, you pre-order them now and then drop them later if you 
if you want. Yeah, I'm I'm just really happy they're doing the the box of pilots because like I think that that's something they could have easily leaned in on. It's like, well, if you want these new pilot designs, you got to buy all these dia battles and power suits, and it's you know it's it's cool that they're just gonna put them out as a box. Well, one of these power suits that they have on Big Bad doesn't come with a guy. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because I looked into that, and I wanted to make I didn't want to get a suit without a guy. And one of the suits doesn't come with a guy, and then I said, okay, fine. Well, I guess I'm ordering all the guys then. Yeah, because I'm ordering two of all the guys, even. Nah, just one. Yeah, okay. So I'm excited for that, whenever that happens. Yeah. I got some more vintage GoBots at TFCon. Okay. And then I, I ordered some more off eBay. Some, it's starting to become a problem. But it's worth it. I cataloged through all my GoBots and I, I pieced together. I, I did some surgery uh, on a bunch. For example, you know uh, the GoBot ambulance named Rescue? That's, yes. that's spelled Rest-Q. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had a copy of him that was kind of loose and floppy. And then I got a really tight Rescue, but he was missing a wheel. So I, I, I did some surgery to smack a wheel off my loose and floppy Rescue and pop it onto the nice tight one. Tight. And I swapped some nice tires onto my Good Knight. That's a good space Knight. Because uh, I had a decent Good Knight, but his tires were all cracked up and dry. So I got I got a crappy Good Knight with good tires at TFCon and swapped all the tires on. But then I found an eBay I found an eBay account in, in Italy that is selling for a fairly nominal price a whole bunch of sealed Italian release uh, GoBots. And I'm uh, I'm thinking of, I might just grab all the ones he has because they're they're a decent price. And then then because like I already got I got I didn't know how many he had. I thought he only had like one wave of five of them from like the early '90s. But then I found out deeper in his eBay page he had more. But oh, I'm, I'm you got to go deeper. I'm waiting to receive the first bunch of them because also in that first wave was Leader One, and like that's the one thing I wanted was a sealed Leader One to open up to have a nice minty Leader One. And so I figured, well, these Italian ones, like, I don't need to keep them sealed. Like, I, I'd like to just cut the bubbles so I can put them back in if I want to. But then he's got, like, nine other ones that I didn't know about till after I'd already ordered the first five. And, like, maybe I should order these other nine as well. Get some more GoBots. Uh, You're, like, diseased. Diseased? Yeah, like, it's your GoBot crazy. You got GoBot fever. Or am I cured? Am I cured of not appreciating the 600 series machine robo toys? I mean, I'm, there's nothing wrong with appreciating them, but maybe you're going too far, man. I just need all of them, that's all. You're going too far. There's only 72 of them, all right? I think. I counted once. <laughs> uh, but that's... You think you counted once, or you think there's 72? Both. <laughs> Cause there's, so there's the ones that came out as GoBots, right? Right. But then there are a couple that only came out in Europe... And then there are a couple that also only ever came out as Machine Robo in Japan. And I'm just talking about the 600 series that all these come from. The MR and MRT numbered releases. I'm not thinking about the Super GoBots. I'm not really thinking about... I'm certainly not thinking about the Command Center or Thruster because those things are dumbasses. I'd like to get those someday for super cheap to just have in the back of a display. But that's about it, you know. Did, did I tell you? I got... You know, there's a Super GoBot called Destroyer who's a tank. Uh, I got a mint, complete destroyer at TFCon for thirty-seven Canadian dollars, and all his rubber treads still work. Nice. That was a victory. Destroyer's a pretty cool guy. His his tank turret is just his head, so he's pretty violent. <laughs> uh, That's one of the super gobots, right? Yep. 
Okay, yeah. And I, 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 we, I had that as a kid. I mostly remember him from one of the cartoon episodes I had on tape when I was a kid where I think Sparks, uh, is it Sparky or Sparks, one of the female GoBots, and then like a human character, and Scooter were like walking around on top of a, a parked thruster that was in stealth mode. And then this thruster de-stealthed, and then Destroyer just walked out of the front door looking at the roof going like, Who's walking on my roof? And I was like, <laughs> alright, this guy's pretty cool, because he's just a friggin' walking tank complaining about people walking around on his roof. Um, I've been watching some GoBots. There's actually a couple episodes of GoBots on Facebook. Uh, there are some good episodes of GoBots. Like, you know how the G1 Transformers cartoon was like, if we're going to go percentages again, there's like 40% good and kind of 60% super camp cheese in it. Yeah. The GoBots cartoon is like 80% super camp cheese, but then there's like 20% good in it that a lot of people don't even know is is there. There's this episode called Et 2 Psykill, and most of the episode is just a flashback to how Psykill ended up turning into a renegade and like turned on leader one. And it's it's better character drama than I've seen in most all of G1 Transformers. Just for, like, this one episode. But it was really good. Like, I want to make people see that episode. Like, it was solid. Like, Psykill getting all jealous of Leader One, but he still respects him as a friend. And then when he's, gonna, when he's deciding to go renegade and assassinate Leader One, like, he has this moment of, like, regret in his voice. Before, like, the other Guardians show up and chase him off. And Leader One's like, but I thought we were friends. And he sounds all sad. And I'm like... They that actually is going farther with that hero villain relationship than Transformers did until they did comic books. So I, I was I was very impressed by that episode. And then like there's like this old renegade leader called Zero who turned into a Zero fighter from like World War Two. It was kind of a rude name to give him in the eighties, but like in some of the cartoon episodes, he's portrayed as the original renegade leader, and he's still out there somewhere, and he hates <laughs> Psykill. And I'm like, they had story threads to play with. Um. Anyway, I'll, there's more I could yell about with the GoBots cartoon. I've not even watched much of it yet. I just caught like three or four episodes on Facebook that are floating around, and I was very surprised by some of the qualities I saw, considering how much our entire fandom has spent decades writing off that show. Um. Well, I remember not liking it as a kid. Yeah. Not being into it. I think it's better now than it was back then. Because, like, now knowing where transforming robot cartoons have gone there's a kind of fun thing to go bots where it's like this is hannah barbera doing it and like they have no they don't have the japanese roots that you know sunrise and toei had so some of the things they're doing have a have a bit of a how do you put this there's something appreciable about them for how weird some of their ideas are like the way that all the GoBots would transform exactly like the toys yeah to the point where like if hands cuff the police car in police car mode gets flipped over the what's underneath the police car is what's underneath it in the toy, which is like most of his yeah. robot body. Well, or copters flying around and his face is on the bottom of the helicopter. Yeah. And like <laughs> back then that just kind of like, well, that seems kind of cheesy and kind of dumb, but like nowadays looking at it, like not many shows actually took that approach. And it's almost like that's a thing that GoBots did almost because it, it was coming out when like, in America, there wasn't really there wasn't a, an established opinion on what robot cartoons should be like. They certainly didn't make the right decision, but now it kind of stands as this very unique, sort of dated but unique decision on an artistic level. 
Um, that's your go well, box. Back talk. then, I remember thinking like, well, it's more accurate to the toy, and that's cool. But I think the Transformers look better. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's like I said, as it's, a kid, where Transformers was like forty percent quality in G one for just solid quality stuff, like. In GoBots, it's 20%, so it's very rare, but when it happens, it's like, it, it sticks out almost more. Like, some of the voices in GoBots, I would say, are just better than some of the Transformers' voices. Uh, there are a lot of GoBots whose voices are literally nothing, but a couple of them are super strong. Like, like a, the, a lot of the recurring characters are really damn good cartoon voices. And, and there's a certain something, there's a certain henchman quality to Buggy Man's voice. That I think is missing from a lot of Transformers. He's like a better version of the reflector voice. Um, also, he's just he's this like total thug goon called Buggy Man, who turns into a dune buggy. It's it's great. I love GoBot names. Uh, anyway, Seth. Well, I I did get something off topic. I forgot about. Oh, what'd you get? Okay, so this might have been a mistake, and there's a reason why I forgot about it because it's mostly forgettable. I got a text. <laughs> Huh? I, that that ding was a text. I'm going to make my phone silent. Oh. Okay. Um, so I've always been curious about like these subscription box things. Uh oh. So I got a code for Geek Fuel that gets you a bonus Star Wars item, which usually you have to subscribe to like six months to get the bonus Star Wars item. But there's no telling what this bonus Star Wars item is going to be. It's a surprise, like everything else. But what they were advertising for this month, like the properties that were going to be included were Ghostbusters, Aliens, and uh, um, Doctor Who. And I'm like, well, I like all those things. Yeah. For the most part. And I like Star Wars. So maybe I'm just going to give it a go and see. Um, oh, and then I did a little bit of research on, like, I looked up some past Geek Fuel um, unboxings, and it seems that one of the things that you always get is a Steam key for a game. So here's a code. Download a whole game off of Steam. So I figured, okay, well, that seems all right. Uh, let's try this out. So the box came. My bonus Star Wars item is a pillowcase. All right. It's a it's a white pillowcase, uh, with a black and white Admiral Ackbar, uh, like decal. It's not printed on. It's like a decal feeling, and it says it's a nap. Mm. So immediately I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I might have made a mistake. <laughs> Then uh, mm -hmm. there's, like, a little magazine, like, all these things come with, with, like, stuff in it, whatever. Then there's a, a box, and the box looks, inside the box is a, a smaller box that that looks like a Ghostbuster ghost trap. Okay. Right? And you open the, the black and yellow striped flaps on the front, and in there is the Ghostbuster item for this thing, which is a t-shirt. And, uh, oh, God. God, it's terrible looking. It's this really, really awful looking Slimer um, with a trap underneath him and light coming up from the trap. And for some reason, there's candles and it looks just awful. Does that one say it's a trap? <laughs> no. 
It doesn't say anything. What if it was a t-shirt, right? But Slimer had Admiral Akbar's face, and he was uh-huh. saying it's a trap. I'm busted. I'm racing to tweet you the picture of the shirt. <laughs> Seth, yeah, this doesn't sound like scented. a good box so far. No, um, it's not. <laughs> then there was a oh little God, envelope. Oh, God, that's an awful picture. <laughs> yeah, that's I told you. That's a terrible picture. Okay, well. Yeah, so I'm never wearing that. You should wear I'm that. I'm gonna see if I can find somebody I can just give <laughs> it to. You wear that shirt to a comic to a comic book store. Just walk I in don't. with that shirt on. I don't want to. <laughs> um, then there was a little envelope that says "Plants vs. Zombies GW2," and in that is a fairly small wall decal of a pirate zombie. I'm like, well, this is easy enough to throw away. Hmm. Um, then there. Okay, so the code. The Steam code for a game is for Badland, and that the that also came with an an air freshener of the character from Badland, which is strange. I don't actually <laughs> remember much about Badland. Um, neither did I. I had to look it up. Okay, and I went, oh yeah, I watched a quick look for this a while ago. So it's like a it's like an indie game. Hmm. Um, thing. And then, so one of the things that was actually kind of neat, there's a button. And it's a parody of the Ghostbuster emblem. Okay. Using a boo from Mario Brothers. Okay. So that's, that's okay. I went, okay, that's okay. Um, then the Doctor Who thing. TARDIS doors shower curtain. All right. And I was like, eh, I have a shower that uses a curtain in our house now. You should replace the don't curtain. Currently have a, well, there currently isn't even a curtain. Oh, well, there you go. You need yeah. a curtain. So I guess I could put it there. Now, the coolest thing that was in the box, this is the last thing I said for last, this is the coolest thing that was in the box. Uh, it was a right. pack of playing cards hmm. uh, with alien designs, like Giger aliens. I guess that's neat. The cards are pretty cool. The artwork on the cards are pretty cool. Um, so, like, all the kings are xenomorphs, all the queens are facehuggers, all the jo- jacks are chestbursters. Um, then the 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 aces are kind of gross-looking, like gross Giger art. <laughs> um, and then, like, the, the number cards have, the depending on the suit, have different designs. And then the joker cards are eggs. All right, but they're pretty nice cards. Like good artwork on them. I, I was kind of into those cards. They were neat. So, so you got some. I got a cards. code for a game I wasn't interested in, and <laughs> a pack of playing cards that I very rarely have need and then, for playing cards. And then a whole bunch of kindling for when the apocalypse comes. Yep, and a terrible shirt. I feel bad because, like, I know someone worked on that art. And, you know, it's like there's something going on. It's just the expression. He looks like he's in pain. But he looks like he's being made to smile. And he's in pain. I don't like that shirt very much. <laughs> Seth, you shouldn't. Okay. Like, not just you. Don't get subscription boxes. And the only time you should be getting them is when someone comes up to you and says, hey, you're an influencer. I'll pay you $500 to film yourself opening this box. Then do that, because they don't care what you say, as far as I've heard. 
Because then you're just being paid $500 to do something stupid. And why not do that? Take 500 of their dollars. But don't, don't, don't spend money on these. I thought I found a picture of the cards for you, but... Uh, I took the picture down. Man. I mean, those do sound like pretty cool cards. I'm actually this one. Okay, here's pleasantly surprised that your report of this box did not involve Funko Pops in any way. I think um, I think Loot Crate might have a stranglehold on that deal. Ah, that's one of the things that kept me away from Loot Crate was I didn't want a Funko Pop. These are really <clears throat> cool designs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, by Albino Dragon, according to this picture. Yeah, I found their website, so you can't get it from them anymore. Mm. But I also f I found a, a seller on Amazon that had them. I if you wanted to like dig around for them, but I, I love uh, this albino dragon has a lot of like kind of interesting looking playing card sets. I love that Ace of Spades design because it looks like it's an Ace of Spades, but it's ribbed and has both testicles and ovaries. Uh huh. That's. <laughs> pretty cool oh, okay well i'll have to tweet you this other image but a couple of the other aces um the ace of hearts yeah so i tweeted um i tweeted a picture a couple of the cards and someone replied to me like i don't know for being giger inspired i expected it to be more vaginal there's a vagina in the middle of the ace of spades you just have to look for it i can see it right now yeah, well, let me send you the Ace of Hearts. Okay. Because <laughs> I sent him that, and the guy was just like, yep, that works. <laughs> Listen, all right? I know we all like to think we're that we're, we're experts on, on the stylings of H.R. Giger, okay? You don't ever go up to someone going like, oh, that H.R. Giger-inspired thing. I don't see any reproductive organs, because they're in there. He's, you have to have some faith, all right? Yeah, there. So check your Twitter. And we'll check my Twitter. Yeah, literally, yeah, right there. And it's got spider legs coming out of it. <laughs> so I guess we'll see in a month's time if I remember to cancel so I don't get any more of these boxes or if we have a show coming up in the future where I'm like, ah, I made a mistake and <laughs> kept forgetting to cancel this thing. I mean, so. making a mistake means we have something to talk about, but I also think you should try to remember to cancel this thing yeah i probably should maybe i'll try to do it tonight when i'm watching the wrestling that i'm missing right now to do this is wrestling on right now battleground yeah man i it's all right my, i mean my favorite it's on the network i could watch it whenever my favorite reference to battleground i saw so far tonight was i believe our, our good friend lumpy referring to it as wwe raw or i mean yeah. battleground <laughs> I, well they just did the draft man raw is never going to be the same it's SmackDown either. Man, I don't even have. I don't even watching. And there's, I mean, there's some parts of that that went cool, but like, it sucks to have that veneer over it of like, I wonder how long it'll be until they undo most of this. But undoing it also will not undo any of the damage of separation that might happen. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm finding it irritating because. One of the reasons for doing this was, oh, we have this giant roster and there's all these people who don't get TV time because these top dudes have to have long segments on Raw and on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, let's solve this by, okay, here's 
here's the new day. Everyone loves the new day. They're going to each week they're going to be on Raw or they're going to be on SmackDown. You don't know what show they're going to be on, so you better watch both shows. If you want to see the new day and you don't want to miss them, maybe they'll be on Raw two weeks in a row and then SmackDown. Maybe it'll be one and one. Maybe it'll be two weeks in a row on SmackDown or instead of Raw. You don't know. You better watch and make sure. And then the week that they're not on, some other tag team gets gets featured that doesn't usually get featured. Um, instead of doing this brand split where you'll still have people that dominate the shows and you're still going to have an undercard on your roster that never gets any real TV time. Um, but then they're like loading up new people on these shows. Like they, they called up a, a, a mob from NXT including people who maybe shouldn't have been called up yet, like Mojo Rawley, who probably needs some more time to cook down at NXT. Um, And then there's all these rumors that all these people from the past are coming back, that like they're scrambling to just grab up as many people as possible. So now they're bringing in even more people. And then you have a whole bunch of people out on injury that are going to be coming back at some point or another. And it's like, well, and so I, I mean, but you're dividing it up and then piling more people in, so you're just going to make it so there's not enough time again. Well, and I looked at the layout again. I don't actually watch any of the televised stuff in full, but I see the female roster split between both shows, and I see like tag teams split between both shows, but they still only have one thing that those two divisions are aiming for. So it's like, what does the other show do? Yeah, and there's a lot of confusion in the roster, like, leaking out and some hurt feelings and stuff. Like, Cesaro did a promo that seemed pretty real, where he wanted to go to SmackDown because what had been being said was SmackDown was going to be the wrestling show that's going to be about the wrestlers and not about the McMahon family, as Raw always is. Mm-hmm. And when JoJo asked him, like, well, how do you think Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon are going to get along? And Cesaro was like, well, that's the problem. The problem is you're asking me that. You're not asking me about wrestlers. You're asking me about the authority. Like, what are you doing? So, and then, like, I think Charlotte was on Twitter saying, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, I don't know if there's going to be another women's title. I don't know if I defend against both shows. Like, I don't know yet. Yeah, because so that's the part that I a find... a lot of people who don't know what they're doing. That's the part that I find just the most baffling is, like, I'm not... I'm, I, it's all the same program, so why not just go, this is going to be the tag team show, and this will be the women's show, and just put everyone in one place so that, like, their actions have meaning. Oh, and they're gonna they're gonna have a new cruiserweight division on Raw, so they're gonna load Raw up with even more people. Oh, weird! Just on Raw? Yeah, the cruiserweight division is gonna be exclusive to Raw. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. to me, that says okay, we'll have the cruiserweights on Raw, so we'll put because both divisions are, I would assume, not as large as that. We'll put women and tag teams both on SmackDown, and then blah, 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 blah. but I don't know. I'm also not watching it enough to. Like, I, I, everything I'm saying could have answers already, but I'm assuming that since you're not telling me them, those, they actually don't have answers. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's a lot of confusion right now, not just for the fans, but it sounds like also for the wrestlers. And then the other day at Comic-Con, WWE had a panel, and Becky Lynch was on the panel, and she was asked, like, if you could change one thing in the women's division, what would it be? 
Her first answer was a joke, which was, I'd have people stop attacking me. It'd be nice if I could have a friend for a little while. Because that's been the last three angles that involve Becky Lynch or whoever she's teamed up with betraying her. Yeah. <laughs> so she just keeps getting punched in the back. Um, What's your character? But, I get punched in the back of the yeah, head by everybody. I have friends, and then friends hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the problem's me, because nobody seems to like me after a while. Um, but then she went on to say, like, the women should get a chance to have stories. She was like, there's there's only, like, one women's story at a time, and then nobody else gets to do anything. And then all the stories are some sort of jealousy or backstabbing. She goes, there's no variety in the women's stories. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes that first answer not as much of a joke of, like... All the stories are, I seem to just get punched in the back of the head a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, though, like, there might be two stories going on with the women. It's like, one story is whoever has the belt and whoever the challenger is, and I want your belt. And then the other story is, who's betraying Becky now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a shame. It's a shame when you hear that people who are actually doing the thing are that frustrated. Yeah. And hopefully it eventually turns into something that isn't they got let go the other day uh yeah yeah. anyway on that note seth let's close this one up okay uh thanks for stopping by and thank you all for listening if you didn't check out the weirder podcast from the week before when this one went up please do check it out it was a lot of fun we had folks up there from uh or joining us up there from uh the repack podcast transmissions and radio free cybertron uh as well as ben's uh i always call him ben's from ben's collectibles his name is actually ben not ben's uh but uh, we had a variety of people up at that panel and hopefully we're going to do something similar at tfcon charlotte and future tfcon torontos uh, and hopefully I will run them better. But uh, but wait, I thought all the podcasts were supposed to hate each other, or are we supposed to hate them, or is everyone else supposed to hate us? I don't remember. We're not supposed to get along. We're not supposed to cross-pollinate. Right, what are you doing? right now I'm occupying the authority space where it's like, well, this was going to go great, except that the guy in charge had us all facing straight forward and then having conversations with each other in a straight parallel line, and none of us could see each other except for the two authority people in the middle who were up there first and gave themselves 10 or 15 minutes of time all to themselves before calling us up. So, like, right now, me and Aaron are playing the heel management role. And then uh, we just have to figure out who our Daniel Bryan is. I don't know. I think you're both Stephanie McMahon, though. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Like, she's in better shape than I am. So... That works for me. I can't do that voice. I could try, but I think I'd hurt myself. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again later. Bye-bye. Bye. Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators, and they're here to stay.